was the week before TLC and all through the Thunderdome. Randy Orton watched over his shoulder, waiting for the fiend to roam. <laughs> that's all I got. I couldn't I couldn't uh, quite think of uh, another rhyme to go with that, but that's how we're starting off the show. That's okay. That's a, that's a good first chapter there. <laughs> that's right. You're listening to the Shoot Brothers wrestling podcast. Of course, this <laughs> is uh, the only wrestling podcast that you can find online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And he's right over here as our weeks are uh, dwindling down because um, I believe 2020 is dwindling down. I I believe, you know, and uh, only a week from right now, it'll be Christmas Eve. Yeah. The meme of the year 2020 is almost dead. And it'll be one that we talk about to our grandchildren, like, ah, you guys, what a, what a shitty year. When it really I, wasn't or we're just waiting for the <laughs> meme of 2021 to begin. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we're waiting yeah. for. It's going to be one of those things where, yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's a thousand memes out there. There but are thousands like, of memes out there. Yet you had never <laughs> you think heard it's going to be better. And then the same thing comes right back. And then they're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Mike, Drake there, face. There's thousands of memes out there, yet you had never heard of Winter is Coming. It is insane. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we have a great show coming up, of course. Like we said, TLC is a little bit later on. We got trivia. We got Wednesday night, of course, all the main roster action. Uh, I guess, you know, ever since the SmackDown moved to Friday, which, oh, fuck, it's over a year now. Um, the Friday go-home show always feels a little bit weird because it's like just about to happen it's always after our record. it's always after we record so then the off. timeline doesn't yeah between friday and sunday that mean we'd have to record on saturday and by the time it comes out the pay-per-view is already there and so schedule yeah. wise and for yeah us. for schedule wise for us it's always a little bit weird but that's okay because we have all the action let's kick off the show though with a little bit of news around the ring Around the ring, 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 around the ring. I think we've gone around the ring. In a little while. In a little while, it certainly Because everything's been so contained into the ring. It really has been. There's been so much in-ring action, but just often things in the wrestling world that we do not talk about too often uh gonna give you a little we're gonna kick this one off with a little impact update because we are kind of a couple weeks into this impact aew crossover of course we talked about last week kenny omega don Callis sitting in a bus um and more <laughs> of that kind of um uh went on this week I didn't watch the show just caught a few highlights and uh here they are the tattooed wonderkin that we all know as TJ Perkins, is now called Manic, and he wears a mask. He is the X-Division champion down there. Mike, you may be asking yourself, how if you're wearing a mask, how did I know it's TJ Perkins? Just check for the unmistakable tattoos. I was going to say, yeah. All up Some and down his batty. arm. Uh, and much like the show, you know, like, uh, TJ Perkins' tattoos have been there, like, since, like, the show is older than TJ Perkins's, uh full body tattoos. Yeah. Weird, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, little time frame for that. Um, so, yeah, he retained. Uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, but to close off the show, there was a match between Carl Anderson and Chris Sabin. 
Um, Carl Anderson gets the win. He's a little dirty, of course, he's always going to be. After the match, Impact Champion Rich Swan came up to him backstage to address uh, just, you know, the slimy tactics of the Good Brother. It wasn't until then uh, where Kenny Omega emerges from his trailer. He decides, you know, I need to take matters into my own hands. Just watch me, where he comes out to confront uh, Rich Swan, the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, the Good Brothers are there. Kenny Omega, of course, a brawl ensues. At one point, Rich Swan gets the... Uh, like a caution wet floor sign uh, just absolutely <laughs> smashed over his head they probably tricked it it was probably you know half broken already um, but it seems like Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are standing tall at the end of the segment uh, even uh, even flashing uh, the, their former bullet club uh, kind of symbol. Don Callis had a tough time with it. Folks, you can picture it at home. Kind of make like an <laughs> L with your thumb and index finger, and that's the Bullet Club kind of thing. Don Callis had this weird thing going on where he kind of used two fingers, and then the pinky was just sort of like, uh, I don't know. It was oh, I, I can't even <laughs> I can't even reproduce it with my hands. It felt so awkward, but that's okay uh, because after this, Don Callis, of course, he is the executive vice president over there. He announces that at the Hard to Kill pay per view on January sixteenth, the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan will be taking on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers uh, in in our first official uh, AEW Impact crossover match. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so now that's like three parts of the Bullet Club. Who are so? Yeah, who are who are we missing that we can that we can pull from? Uh, of course, the rest of the AEW are all you know. But I mean, I guess we can't use AJ Finn, Adam Cole, Bebe. No, well, yeah, we can't have everyone. But. Can't have it all. But uh, it is exciting to see what the world can go on. More Kenny Omega news, though, because, of course, he is trotting around at least North America for now, just collecting these belts. And this past weekend, he was able to defend his AAA championship at Triple Mania. He's against, all over the place. He's all over the place against the Laredo Kid. Uh, I did watch this full one. It was a fun match. You know, high flying, uh, working, working the leg angle. The, the old busted up knee angle, of course. So Kenny has tough time hitting those V triggers sometimes. Michael Nakazawa is ringside for Kenny and completely. Haven't seen him in a while. You haven't seen him in a while. Completely yeah. missed the catch. Uh, uh -huh. Kenny goes for a big Topecon hero over the top rope and Michael Nakazawa had a little too much of that baby oil. Was uh, he was say, a little yeah. too slippery because Kenny Omega pretty much falls directly on his back. Was he just not there? He just didn't catch him. In he just didn't. He. he I think. Um, <laughs> Okay, what it kind of looked like what happened was uh, either Kenny's dive was too far or Michael Nakazawa was too close to the ring. Because it, it wasn't until the air, Nakazawa kind of realizes, oh, he's going to outjump me. And then uh. he sort of tries to quickly step back, but then he himself kind of falls over. Uh, you know, it's just a, it was, it was a little botch, but, you know, it's not taking anything out of it. Um, at the end of the match, Kenny retains, extending his 410-day reign. As champion, Laredo Kid, however, did have a friend at ringside, uh, and his name was El. I want to make sure I get this right. El Hio del Vikingo. Who's that? Uh, I don't know, but let me tell you, he's 23, <laughs> and he had a few little spots throughout this match where he got to uh, defend his friend. He's 23 and looks ready to take on Kenny Omega whenever he's ready to defend Ooh. that title next. Yeah, uh, huh. young young guy, but uh, he, he he seems to have it going on. Hey, keep an eye out. I already forgot his name. El Hio de... Vikingo. 
Vikingo, not yeah. Phantasm. So, so it's kind of like, um, yeah, he, he kind of looks he have like horns. No, but you know, you ever seen uh, the show Vikings? They're on Netflix. Is Edge on that show? Edge is on that show. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've, I've only seen, seen clips. I've seen yeah, yeah I've only clips seen or clips. promotions. He kind of looks yeah. like he's like a character from that show. Okay. If you can kind of picture that shtick of uh, that look of a Viking, uh. But like a lucha Viking or just a Viking? Like a lucha Viking, yeah. Okay. Yeah, take that, Vi- <laughs> take that, War Raiders or Viking experience. Yeah. Take that. Whatever you go. <laughs> More news stepping away from Kenny Omega. Uh, he'll be in the news for a long period of time, though. This past right. week's Monday Night Raw, the Monday Night Raw that we'll be talking about in a little while, um, is officially the lowest rated Monday Night Raw of all time. Apparently. Now, who knows what ratings mean? I certainly don't. However, um, this... <laughs> I know we don't contribute to them. <laughs> certainly. we're Yeah, we're not a part of this. However, this week's Monday Night Raw averaged 1.527 million viewers, uh, which may sound like a lot. However, it is down 12% from last week's $1.7 million. And even worse... Dollars. In, sorry. Sorry. Viewers. <laughs> That's okay. Viewers. Uh, That's okay. And even in... Uh, even worse, in that key 18-49 demo, uh, where, of course, Chris Jericho runs supreme, or he likes to think he does, <laughs> um, yeah. every single hour of Raw drew a lower rating than this week's Dynamite within that key demo. Thank you for the demo, God. Of course, this is coming off of the heels of a report of many of the pros that we love. Uh, being sent back to the Performance Center. Keith Lee and Otis being some of the biggest names on that list. Yeah. Uh, even though we saw, I think everyone on that list appeared on the shows this week. Right? Very weird, too. Um, but this this whole, this whole kind of thing seems to be reminiscent of that faithful episode of Raw two years ago where the McMahon family assured us that they were going to give us what we wanted. And short of Batista yelling those lines back to us, just, Give me what I want! Yeah. Uh, we've seen them. We've seen this message in odd little spurts. You know, we amazing, then crap, and then amazing, and then crap, and uh, you know. So the reports are going around the mute that the mood at the WWE offices is that they are taking this seriously. Apparently, hmm. things are not sitting well with the WWE higher ups. Whether this means a big angle, uh, a big return, a reboot, or hell, even a superstar shakeup. I think anything. I think anything and everything is on the table, Mike. Uh, what, what what do you think about this uh, this uncertainty that lies at least with the Monday Night Raw? I mean, which is WWE's flagship show? Um, I don't know. I think these are the ebbs and flows of wrestling, and you are, we're getting through the toughest part of the year, coming to the biggest part of the year when Royal Rumble comes around, mm. and we'll know we'll have a clear direction then. I think of what's going on but that's a month in between to tweak and fiddle and if they want to change things up now's the time to do it and now is the time i mean of course yeah we do have a we do have a pay-per-view this weekend um and then but it seems like smackdown's chill people are loving yeah, smackdown i mean people smackdown's are, beating all of them smackdown's people are loving like two. nxt <laughs> yeah but no, SmackDown I think is like two million a week, just consistently. What's Raw ha- used to be number one forever, but now SmackDown's pulling ahead. What's the hap- better show? What's happening to to Monday Night Raw? What is it? Old man Vince. 
<laughs> old man Vince. Well, but presumably old he man. or you, you would have to think that, you know, he's making some decisions over on the blue brand himself. Right. Like, what is it about Monday Night Raw that people are finding aren't working? It's just always been the uh, I don't know. I mean, it's easy. They could fix it mm-hmm. if they want to. Any uh, any suggestions on how they could? Would uh, how would you respond, Mike, to uh, to low ratings? Hire and us. Displeased. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're saying nothing controversial in in the present? In case you know they're like, ah, oh, why would we hire Mike Shepard? <laughs> no, I mean uh, I'll say controversial things. I just don't really think it's that. That big of a deal so to you, worry about right now. You think this is nothing to worry about? The likes of, yeah, Keith Lee's not being used properly, but that's okay. Retribution is what the fuck. No, I'm not saying it's okay. okay. I don't think, like, him being sent down, I don't even think that's really, like, it's not going to make a difference. He's still going to be on the show every week. and Right. I don't know. I remember when Big Show first made it to WWF, they sent him down because they're like, you're too fat. Because it's always weird when a report like this comes out uh, because you immediately compare to uh, the names not on the list of those being sent back. And then things like that make, yeah, I mean, Keith Lee gets sent back, but Nia Jax remains. That's, you you know, you start to wonder why are certain people uh, being given the shit end of the stick where others are not. Yeah. And it could be for anything. It could just be for... Yeah, working out or his promos. You know, Keith Lee doesn't cut a very good promo. So who knows? That's true. Nia Jax does. So, uh, <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> we can't. They can't all be compared she's, uh, to. I how guess in Nia's, they can't all I be. I think in- for the sake of Nia, she's literally only the only one of her type on the whole roster. So they're like, oh, well, we only have one giant woman, so we need her. I mean, I guess you know we got uh, we got Nyla Rose on the other side. Yeah, uh, she's her counterpart. Every, and equally, uh, not that great. <laughs> and was a champion for some explicable for inexplicable bit. reason. And she's not like most girls, both of them. They're not like <laughs> That's all the news that I have uh, for this week, Mike. Uh, hopefully, Monday Night Raw can turn it around in a lot of people's eyes, though. Yeah, we'll see. I guess Fallout from TLC. It'll be uh, who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Let's get right into the show, though, because um, that's all the news that we have. But before we get to the actual in-ring wrestling action, let's crown some champions. Let's talk some tweets of the weeks. Whoop. Or week. Her Um, boyfriend, he tweeted. (laughs) It's just the tweet of the week. (laughs) Not bad. That was a fun song. Oh. Who was that? Uh, American Hi-Fi. I think that was yes, uh, Big Shiny Tune 6. Yeah, One uh, Hit Wonders, great tune. Yeah, couldn't and tell. for you. those that are wondering, it's Flavor of the Week with an A, not two E's. Flavor of the W-E-A-K. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Flavor of the uh, flavor of the W-E-E-K. No more of this, though, because no. we're not talking about American Hi-Fi. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about a Tweet of the Week champion this week. Tweet of the Week champion, um... Oh, no. No, we're going to cover the Tweet of the Champion a little bit later. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Sorry. swerve. Sorry. Swerve, 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 swerve. My mistake. It's pertinent to I mean, I led part... you. I... Okay. It's fine. pertinent to a part of the show. So <laughs> I fair. will, uh, I think similarly, I think we did this the other week too. Um, we got to wait. Yeah, because it was sort of came after that. So let us tarry no further then. Let's kick off SmackDown Live. <laughs> okay, folks. It's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday. Then uh, I think 
was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. All right. Let's get this opened with, uh, you know, the formalities that we got to get through. Adam Pierce is in the ring because we got a contract signing between the boss, Sasha Banks, and Carmella. Uh, yeah, Banks comes out. She sits down and she uh, says, what the hell, Adam? She opens up the leather folder. There's no contract inside. So... She thinks it's a setup. Carmella appears on the Tron. She's got the contract. She signed it. And she has it hand-delivered by her new servant. Uh, I forget what his name. Some dude with dreads. She said her uh, name. His name. Um, it was a weird name. Yeah, I didn't, ca- I don't, I didn't catch it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, the contract comes out. Sasha pulls out this big stamp. And she just, boom, certifies. I like that stamp. A, com- a comically large stamp. Yeah, illegally you're allowed to do that. You can stamp your signature. Oh, what do you know? Oh, well, if yeah. if you can e-sign something, then surely you can. Uh... I mean, it's dangerous though. Easy to forge a stamp, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, she stamps it. Sasha says, "Bitch, we can do this tonight." So Carmela says, "Okay." So Adam Pierce says, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." Woman's title match, main event. And then Sasha beats up this servant and stands tall. But hey, that's kind of unexpected. Unexpected, you know, especially two weeks before their scheduled uh, match at TLC. Yeah, what could this mean? I don't know. <clears throat> but let's go to singles action. Montez Ford taking on Dolph Ziggler. Uh, it was fine. Ford was in control. He goes looking for the frog splash, but then Bobby Roode attacks him. Uh, so then Ziggler crotches him on the ropes, hits a super kick, gets the win. Who else, um, short of, of course, the Street Profits have been champions now for literally, like the entire fucking year, it feels like. They traded yeah. belts. <laughs> That's about all they did. <laughs> um, who else are our te- uh, teams with a name on SmackDown? Uh, Root and Ziggler have been tagging for a while, but never had a, a name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess the Riot Squad. But they're women. I, okay, yeah, I guess. I, I, okay, there is nobody then. Odd. I mean, there there's a house party someone. hanging around there. Are they on SmackDown? Probably. Who knows? Oh, my Does God. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, nothing is worse than, uh, I mean, you know, we've been saying this for weeks about all these belts. Who the fuck wants them? Uh, it is nice that Rude and Ziggler seem to want these SmackDown titles. But wh- also, why is Ziggler still wearing that stupid SmackDown hat? He comes out with the blue SmackDown hat. Yeah, even sometimes Survivor I can't, Series is like sometimes a month I can't tell if he's like just maybe going bald. Uh, he's I trying don't know. to do like he's a got nice hair. he's doing like a Paul Heyman thing, you know, where he's got, <laughs> he's got the yeah, hat on with the ponytail that. underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's it. But I don't know. I don't like that. Anyways, backstage, Sami Zayn, he's freaking out on the merch guy because he doesn't have a shirt. He's the Intercontinental Champion. And then Big E comes walking up. He's got a new shirt on. Nice new blue thing and Sammy's pissed off Big E says calm down we got you a shirt and Apollo Crews gives him this white shirt that just has a stick figure drawn on it with markers so hey that that could be a bestseller in the in the WWE shop I'm pretty sure that was the B team shirt oh, oh yeah no that was more of a permanent marker yeah but hey uh this leads us into the match Big E Sammy Zane non-title match but pretty good one uh, Big E, he hits that awesome splash he does where they're like laid out on the edge of the apron and he just, boom, that 300 pounds of meat <laughs> just slamming down on you. 
Uh, but Sammy fights back. He, uh, he's got this injured wrist that he's selling. Uh, but then he just slaps Big E in the face with the same hand. He tries to run away, crawls underneath the ring. So Big E goes under after him. Sammy comes out the other side. Uh, the ref's counting this whole time. Big E uh, tries to grab Sammy. He just stomps on his head, jumps back in at the count of nine to beat the count. So uh, Sammy Zayn wins by count out. Greasy. Yeah, it was greasy, but at least a little a little creativity to it. Yeah, Sammy Zayn is uh <laughs> he's been a coward. I feel he, his entire heel run is is cowardly heel. Yeah. Uh every single heel run he's he's had at least here in WWE. Uh fun Ever since he fun he thing. put on those those combat boots and those pants tucked in. Yeah, ever since he what grew you, his hair. What do you call those pants? Um, like they're almost like they're like army fatigues. They're like yeah, those type that's of pants. the word I was looking for. Fatigue. Why do they call it a fatigue? That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin Owens comes out. Uh, he just starts setting up a bunch of tables and ladders all over the place, cutting a promo on Roman. Then he starts climbing the ladder, and then Jay Uso comes out, nails him with a chair, just starts beating him around, and uh, these are some pretty good chair shots he was giving him. Pretty stiff. To the knee, and I don't know. Yeah. Owens tries to fight back, and then he pop-ups, power bombs Jay through a table. So Reigns comes out, uh, but then Reigns just says, nah, I'm walking back. So he walks backstage. Owens goes looking for him, and then Roland attacks him with the chair, beats him down, and then just talks into the camera to Owens' family. He's making it personal. Hey, Wendy. <laughs> hey, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. All right, I know his son's name's Owen. That's all I know. Owen Sorry, Owens. The name Owens. No. <laughs> Owen Steen. Well, you know when when this kid. Because remember, Mike, we're all at least I. Well, am, when he comes up, I'm yeah. always thinking about the next generation of professional wrestling. Um, and Owen Owens <laughs> could be that guy. Uh, what was I gonna say about uh, this whole thing? Yeah, he was just talking to his wife and like talk some sense yeah, to, talk to your sense. man, uh, <laughs> which was sweet. This whole. No crowd has let Roman shine in a way that nobody thought was possible. Every single time he addresses the camera, you get fucking chills running down your spine. Oh, yeah. Big bad chief. Uh, but we go to a woman's action. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan taking on Billy Kay and Natalia. Of all people. Yeah. So um, Billy Kay still doing the headshot resume thing. But once again. Why? Why? You now have Billy and Peyton with two random partners uh, for no reason at all. Instead of just keeping Wild, eh? Wild. Well, hey, I mean, we were just talking about, you know, why these, you know, I mean, we were just talking about these ratings, why things don't make sense. Hell, why people could be turned off uh, seeing a fan favorite tag team separated and united with randoms would be a reason to uh, stop watching something. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the Iconics are that reason. <laughs> but for me, maybe. They could be. Uh, but anyways, Natalia's in control. Billy tags herself in and then accidentally knocks into Natalia, taking her out. And then Liv and Ruby hit a code breaker, riot kick combo, get the pin. So hopefully they can build some momentum and get a tag title shot. Jesus Christ, hopefully. After I thought this. Natalia was on Raw. <laughs> yeah, she's a flip-flopper. Um... <laughs> yeah, very weird. I like I, I, I was um the other week it felt like Billy Kay was somehow gonna become 
like Adam Pierce's assistant or something. It, it, it felt as, as though the last maybe yeah month or so. Uh, make her the general manager. Yeah, like not an in-ring role. Uh, that's well, not that's not where she uh, see she seems to be better outside of the ring. Yeah, she's great on the mic. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what they want to do with her, but I don't know. Eventually, someone's going to accept that resume and give her a job. Someone's right? got to take the resume eventually. <laughs> uh, we get a segment with Gable and Otis, and Chad just says, you got to work on your blind side. So he's just throwing shit at Otis while he's blindfolded. <laughs> that leads us into a tag match. Gable and Otis take it on Nakamura, Cesaro. Uh, I'm just happy to see Chad Gable wrestling. Yeah. And him and Cesaro, they had a real nice sequence here. I'd love to see a singles match with them. Uh, at one point, Gable goes for the big drop kick. Cesaro catches him and hits a massive big swing. This was like 20 straight rotations. Uh, and then he tags in Nakamura, hits a big Kinshasa, gets a three count. Kinshasa! I was and watching, once again, I was watching a, uh, a Broken Skull Sessions. Oh yeah. Of course, Stone Cold's show and he was having Drew he was talking to Drew McIntyre on it and they were just doing like rapid fire questions. Where yeah. a question comes up where he asked uh and he asks every superstar that he has on the show um most underrated or underused in WWE and without a hesitation Drew McIntyre almost leaps to his feet and screams to the heavens. It's Cesaro. <laughs> and Stone Cold stops this like uh, rapid fire question, just puts his cue cards down, and he looks at Drew. He's like, "That's what everyone says." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh well, yeah, maybe they've got well, a fucking, maybe they've got a fucking point." Um, yeah. And him and Nakamura walk away with the win this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was fun. It was a fun match. Well, I guess okay. Well, we I guess we just asked ourselves that question. Cesaro and Nakamura have been a team for so long. Why don't they have a name? I mean, some guys, that's just, they never get a name. <laughs> it's so weird. And then, you know, like, heel Nakamura, we've had we've had this guy for like four years straight, it feels like. Something like that. Three years straight. You. Babyface Shinsuke, who won the Rumble, like, that seems like a fucking lifetime ago. Yeah, I missed that old theme song. The old theme, right? Damn. Yeah. Uh, anyways, afterwards, backstage... Gable says to Otis, I didn't really want you to tag me in there. You had the match won. Tonight was a test. You failed. But it's okay. All part of the alpha mentality. There you go. They're friends. Don't worry. Yeah. Nothing Sorry, to worry Tucker. about. Where's Tucker? He's gone. Ducky. He's dead. Um, I think he's crushing it over on main event right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the main event, though. The real main event. Sasha Banks, Carmella, SmackDown women's title match here. Uh, Carmella got a whole new entrance going on, as to be expected with this new character. But uh, I like the cool visual, the like silhouette projected on the big curtain. She's kind of dancing, and then it just falls down, reveals her. Yeah, that's cool. Like it's uh, like it's a rock concert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a rock concert or an Austin Powers scene. Yeah, she should start doing like spraying lotion, making it look like she's peeing and stuff. <laughs> that old bit. Anyways, this match is pretty good. Carmella showing her new heel style of wrestling. She hits a vicious, the X Factor, the face buster to Sasha right on the edge of the ring. Always love a good ring bump there. Uh, yeah, Mella looking aggressive. She had her servant at ringside. She had this whole table with champagne on ice ready to go. 
Uh, she locks in her submission. The code of silence. A cool move. Not many people have that flexibility to pull it off. Uh, but anyway, Sasha reverses it into the bank statement. So her assistant, Somalia, that was his name. Isn't that a country? That is also a country. Yeah. <laughs> so Somalia tosses a bottle of champagne into the ring. So the ref goes to remove it. Uh, then this dude grabs Sasha and yanks her out of the ring. Man on woman. So Sasha chases after him. Carmella takes advantage. But uh, Sasha reverses her. Uh, and then just starts pounding on her in the corner. And the ref starts counting. Sasha refuses to break. So the ref has to DQ her at the count of five. Uh, and then afterwards, Somalia tries to pull her off. So she attacks him with the backstabber. Gives him the bank statement. But Carmella recovers. Kicks her in the head. Grabs a bottle of champagne. And then just smashes it over Sasha's back. Think, and Michael Cole. Do you think it was a little bit of the bubbly? Inside? No, I mean, well, you, you, oh, you said bottle branded? of champagne, so I said, do you no. think it was a little bit of the bubbly? No, I think it was Don Pignon <laughs> and uh, Moet Chandon. And, uh... Anyways, Michael Cole was like, what the hell? Are you crazy? He was going nuts, even though we all know it's rigged. Yeah, that would have been uh, one of the announcer moments of the week. Yeah, but then she drinks a glass and just starts spraying everyone with another bottle. Like she won the F-150, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> <laughs> like What's you it won the F one fifty. Right. Uh, what you're either thinking of like you're either thinking that's of like Formula, of racing, one, right? Formula or, one or or but that's thing like, or you're thinking of like the Daytona five hundred. <laughs> like you're well, th yeah. You're thinking but of uh, that's what she was doing. She was spraying the champagne on everyone's nice suits. The commentary. You know what? If you had a nice thousand dollar suit, hey, I agree. The hurt business goes through this every single week. <laughs> uh, you think? You, look at Cody's suit budget. He's ripping through suits because he's always fucking taking uh, coffin drops and shit like that. Uh, this this was Carmella's first match back, I think, in since she left, and then you know she, the, the vignettes. Yeah. But I think this is her first in ring performance. No real ring rust. Uh, no. I, yeah, I'm just I, I'm I, I'm still not I still don't like her. <laughs> I like the character. I still or just her think, in general. Yeah. Um, no. Both? I don't know. <laughs> the Staten Island Queen, I get it. You gotta like move on from gimmicks. I just don't think yeah. this is the one that's necessarily clicking. Just with me. Just with me. Um, no, I hear you. And so I don't think that Carmella, too, she's not... She'll never be fully convinced. Or, you know, like if Sasha was playing the same character, she'd have more to it. I'd be more believable, I guess. And yeah, unfortunately, out of the uh, you know four, uh, I'm gonna say the four horsewomen plus early NXT kind of time, right? There are sort of because I I do want to include kind of like Alexa Bliss in in this group of yeah. uh, real the four horsewomen and the uh, seven apostles. Exactly. Well, how many apostles <laughs> there will be? And, I don't know. and Carmella's <laughs> always sort of feels like she's sitting just kind of on the outside of. Even that next ring of the group. Of course, we have Whore Horse Women. I would, you know, Alexa Bliss is such an incredibly strong performer. Yeah, Even Asuka. I put Asuka. Um, and yeah, Ember Moon. Anybody who was kind of taken from this little chunk. And Carmella still doesn't feel like she's on that level. No. She's like one tier above Dana Brooke. Yeah, but only because she's won titles already. Exactly, which is almost <laughs> like which is almost like the worst place to be in. It's it's like a uh, it's like a a sports team or like an like a hockey team that's consistently finishing like seventh through ninth. 
So <laughs> you're never going to get a high lottery pick, but you're kind of always making the playoffs, but you'll, you're losing the first round in five or six games. Um, all, yeah, this this constant mid of the pack never has a chance. Well, just like Carmella at TLC, I think. Doesn't have a chance. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that's the other thing. Having, like, yeah, this championship match on the week before the thing, yeah, no way Carmella's going to win, but this it's got to be a hard position for uh, to come back, new gimmick, and then immediately lose. I feel like she may fall into this well, uh, Lacey Evans she, she territory. She technically won this match. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I know, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd worry she'd fall into Lacey Evans' time, especially if we're building towards, let's say, Sasha Bianca Belair at Mania. Let's just say that, right? I'll say I'll yes. S- I'll say yes. Um, so we do have all this time to kill. And remember when that happened with Lacey Evans? She came back, or she, she premiered on the roster and then just kept taking losses to Becky Lynch. And then it was yeah. her and Constable Corbin. Then they were taking losses to Lynch and Seth Rollins. There, it took Lacey like a year and a half to get a pay-per-view win. Exactly, right? I, I would worry that, you, you know, this, this, this could fall into that, that same category. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, either way, yeah, I don't think the ceiling is too high for this Carmella character. No. Don't think so. Uh, hope for the best, though. Let's see what job. you do at TLC. That was our SmackDown show. Let's move across to the let's. Uh, I spent the specific. Let's go to the worst rated episode of <laughs> Monday Night Raw of all time. Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. Of, of Dece- what was it December thirteenth, December December fourteenth, twenty twenty one will live in infamy as the long. <laughs> you said twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. Sorry, my mistake. My mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, the, no, you may have just predicted a future I event, have, Mark. I actually. Well, what are the odds <laughs> that December fourteenth is the same in twenty twenty one? Or it could be a Wednesday. You never know. I don't know. Is it a leap year? Yeah, maybe something big happens. December fourteenth is a Tuesday. Watch out, Impact Wrestling. Um, maybe. Oh, <laughs> Kenny's coming. What's for Roman him. Reigns doing in the <laughs> yeah, Impact? Ro- the Tribal Chief. <laughs> takes on Kenny Omega in an impact ring, oh, calling it right now. <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. That's probably one of the biggest dream matches you'll never see, Omega versus Reigns. Kenny Reigns. I can't imagine it ever happening. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny and Reigns would be sick. And But hey, yeah, Mike, I got to say this. I got to say this. And you tell me this all the time. <laughs> never say never. No, I, you, I will not. Anything's possible. Did you, ever, d- did you ever think the cleaner and the lunatic fringe would put on a four and a half star classic? Well, I mean, four and a half stars. is OK. Uh, OK, you, you focused on the wrong <laughs> part of what I was saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, not since he's been a and W for a year. Yeah. Did you say A&W? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Can I get a teen burger, please? <laughs> can, uh, I get a, no. can I get a t- two teens <laughs> and a grandma sandwich? Yeah. No, AEW, uh, you know, they've both been there for a year, so it was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, I guess, you know, in in twenty in twenty eighteen you would or twenty seventeen, yeah. you would have never seen that coming. No, but I would have hoped for it. I would have dreamt about it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. like we said, we're talking about the red brand. We're not talking about professional wrestling fantasies that may never come true. Let's just kick off the show because this week we kick off with a uh, very special episode edition of the Dirt Sheet. 
Yeah. Why the dirt sheet? Why not Miss TV? Who cares? Who cares? Same because thing. it's the same thing, and I feel like they just kind of alternate which version they do. Yeah. They go dirt sheet, Miss TV, dirt sheet, uh, Miss yeah. TV. As long as that uh, little 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 uh, car- cover on the microphone is turned around, turned upside down. Yeah, the Miz. Just like my uh, just like my spinner belt is always set to Miz mode, <laughs> as I like to call it. It's when yeah. it's when you flip it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got the dirt sheet, uh, and much like the beginning of this show, Miz is reading his little Christmas Carol book, uh, "The Nightmare Before TLC." Uh, yeah, nice custom cover has AJ dressed as Santa Claus, and right because we do have a Christmas tree in the ring. Because now I don't think we had it on Friday, but now we are in holiday no. mode. Yeah, officially. I guess it'll. Yeah, because next week is still before Christmas. I'll just keep it up for a week or two. And there'll probably be some Christmas type imagery at TLC. You know, like a like a, a um a ladder wrapped in garland. Yeah, they should have like a tree match. We have to climb to the top and get the star. <laughs> <laughs> a tree on a pole match. Yeah, or you have to put the star on the top. I to do win. like that. I do like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, so he's reading the Christmas Carol, and uh, as he gets to the part about AJ, he snaps his fingers and a spotlight appears, revealing AJ. And then he mentions Drew and snaps his fingers, revealing John Morrison, dressed like Braveheart, mocking Drew. Uh, so AJ and Morrison, they just start pantomiming this fight scene as the Miz reads and uh, he says, AJ will climb the ladder, claim the glory, and if he fails, Miz will cash in and save the day. But then Seamus comes out. He's had enough of this. He's in the mood for a fight. Uh, so AJ throws a Christmas tree at him and just runs away with almost. So Seamus throws a big present at his head. Hits AJ in the head. And every time around the hall. With a PS5. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and, and we didn't get it. At, I don't think we got it at Halloween or at American Thanksgiving. The old use the kind of seasonal uh, prop to yeah, your advantage. We didn't get the we didn't really get the turkey. We didn't get the turkey on a pole Sh- match. We didn't get the uh, trick or street fight. We <laughs> well we. Uh, well, I mean, Halloween Havoc had a little. Halloween bit. Havoc had a little bit of that, but uh, but I guess when I was thinking, when I was thinking something silly, I always think about yeah. it being silly and on the main the roster. The Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight. Exactly, Thing, things like that. Uh, yeah. So it was great that we finally got to see someone take a present, and uh, <laughs> AJ Styles is going to take that prop bump. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but they have a match. Sheamus, AJ, pretty good, evenly fought out here. Uh, AJ's looking for the calf crutcher, working over his leg, and it pays off when Sheamus climbs to the turnbuckle. AJ attacks the leg from behind and quickly covers Sheamus for the three. Uh, and then after Sheamus tries to attack him, so almost gets a hold of him, or he gets a hold of Sheamus. And it was kind of, I don't know, the way the spot worked out was pretty good. Sheamus tries to get out, and his foot gets caught, so he's just dangling upside down. AJ starts kicking the shit out of him, and Almost gives him a chair, and AJ just nails Sheamus, hanging upside down with a bunch of chairs. Cool visual. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, that was a good end spot there. Um, yeah. Sheamus is so big, and AJ Styles can move so well that these guys have such incredible chemistry. Every lariat makes them flip <laughs> one and oh, a half yeah. turns on the same Drew McIntyre Broken Skull session, by the way. I guess, fuck, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> he said the uh, Drew McIntyre did say that the hardest hitter in WWE was Sheamus. And it's matches like this where you watch someone like AJ Styles take all these bumps and you fucking believe it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. He is a heavy hitter. That's Sheamus. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, I mean, AJ, it's AJ Drew this, this weekend, but I mean, who knows? Drew Sheamus could be the match to watch. Yeah, I mean, Sheamus is lingering in this whole scene anyways. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But then we got New Day, Jeff Hardy teaming up to take on the Hart business. And uh, Riddle's on the outside because he's still trying to buddy up with uh, Jeff, make the Hardy bros. So he's supporting the baby faces here. Uh, match was fine. Stick man tag stuff. Eventually it comes down to Hardy and Lashley. Hardy goes for a whisper in the wind, but Cedric knocks him down. Lashley gets the heart lock, gets a submission win. Um, does Lashley, Bobby Lashley does not have a match, I don't think, this weekend. But the rest of the Hurt Business is challenging the New Day. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, like we said, this U.S. title, he isn't really defending it much. He's still on the show and looking strong, but he's not doing anything. Wait, 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 wait. Is it is it Lashley, Jeff Hardy? That would That would stand to believe, right? Why not? Yeah, why not? Throw them on the card. That's that, that, that is pre-show written all over it, baby. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd be happy with that. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. But uh, anyways, here's the match I've been looking forward to. We got woman's action. Lana taking on Nia Jax one-on-one. We've been building for this. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've been building months for this, baby. Months of this. So here we go. You know, big bad Nia, she just starts off trying to bully her way around the ring, tossing Lana around. But, uh, yeah, she picks her up for a big gorilla press. But then Lana reverses it into a Hurricane Rana. She goes into the corner. You mean a, Lana hur- you cl- mean a Hurricane Lana? Sorry, a Hurricane Lana. Uh, so they go to the corner. Lana climbs up the top rope. But then Naya climbs up after her, gets her up, looking to hit a super Samoan drop. But Lana ducks under, takes out her legs from behind. So Naya's hanging on the ropes. And Lana hits a nice double foot stomp to the face. Great move. Uh, and then she pulls Naya's legs over her head, making a cover and showing surprising flexibility for Naya. Because she holds her down for the three. Lana wins. Awesome upset. Asuka's going nuts backstage celebrating. Uh, but then Shayna Baszler attacks her from behind. And then the sore loser Naya does the same to Lana. So Shayna comes out. The two of them double team poor Lana just beating the shit out of her and showing her amazing flexibility. As Shayna just like starts contorting her legs and I think her hip just like fully rotated 360 degrees <laughs> as she was doing this. Uh, and then they take her boot off and they start attacking her foot. Uh, Naya hits an earthquake leg drop onto the leg. Lana's crying in pain. Finally, Asuka comes out, makes a save, but she's very upset, concerned for her friend. Uh, and then later in the show, they question the status. They say Asuka uh, might need a new partner. For the tag title match on Sunday. God, not Lana. This was the payoff. We've been uh, three months of television. This has been the payoff because this was a big cover. Uh, You saw it. I saw it. The entire world saw it. And our brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. (laughs) I also saw it. Uh, brand new champion, first time ever, I think, as I look, 
and I'm right. Uh, this week's Twilio Champion goes on to um, someone who would be supporting Lana through all of the ups and downs in their life. That's right. It uh-huh. is Miro walking home with this week's Twilio <laughs> Championship. You may have seen this. Um, we all saw the interesting way in which uh, Lana pinned Naya. It was sort of like uh, they were sort of uh, opposite, like you know, like up, like like reversed. But then the way Naya was pinned, it sort of seemed like Lana's head was just sort of uh, right up. Right up Nia Jax's little rear the end there. I believe they call If it. you could kind of picture that, of course, Miro, <laughs> uh, of course, he's watching back at home. He's there in Jacksonville himself, and he tweets, uh, I taught her to. I taught her this pin last night. <laughs> we both won. Congrats, wife. Um, big ups for the big pin in the big match. See, like, it, it, it's gotten to the point where, uh, for me and Nia Jax matches, anytime a spot looks big, I know it's not going to happen. Like, anytime she sets up for a spot that looks like it's going to cause a lot of damage, I know she's not going to do it because I know she can literally actually cause a lot of damage (laughs) and they tell her not to. Um, So, yeah, there was that big fucking, yeah, the big, um, sorry, wow, the big Samoan drop off second rope or whatever it was. I'm like, no. They don't. Yeah. They will not let Nia Jax throw a woman that far. <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't. There's no. But. There's nobody. Like, there's nobody backstage who's gonna let her do that. Um, I will say though, I was surprised at Nia's flexibility to be able to have her legs go behind her head. Yeah, it was a weird pin for sure. Um, like when we were little, me and my brother would wrestle. I tried to do that to him, and he would cry in pain. It would hurt so bad. <laughs> and he was smaller than Nia. So. And yeah. The potential was there for Nia to finally go over as this underdog, this total baby face. She got the win, yes, she did, but at the expense of losing the match, uh, is she will she be her own? Su- well, we don't know. Will she be she her be own there. surprise entrant? Who I the hell so. knows? Uh, I'm still caught up in WWE's like infatuation with wrapping the entire Raw Women's Division up in the same storyline. Because uh, we are still like we like not Oscar didn't have a match of her own this week. She she has no direction for this title. Also, she's been like a facilitator of uh, Lana's tag reign. I don't know or tag push or whatever. Yeah, who wants Lana? Just, or sorry, who wants Oscar? Well, I just hope Lana shows up on Sunday. Yeah, that's all I need. We're so close to the finish line. Just let me have the final ending to this angle. Yeah, yeah I Lana know, Mike. I hate to say it. I feel like it's not coming. Who knows? Who knows? Never say never. I mean, there's yeah, never say never. There's a couple things that could happen that I won't like, but we'll we'll get to that on the pre. Let's get to Elias. He's in the ring. He plays a little guitar lick, and he introduces his uh, slightly beefier twin, Jackson Riker. I forgot that you existed. He's here. He's on Raw. He's separated from the Forgotten Sons, who are now Corbin's uh, knights. But uh, Elias says he was electrocuted, or when he was electrocuted in that Symphony of Destruction match, he was baptized by lightning. And he introduces Riker. Riker says Elias' music changed him. He was reborn after hearing the universal truth, and uh, he's here to stop all the disruptions and attacks of the performances. But then our truth comes out to interrupt. And he apologizes for 
interrupting last week, and Elias says, you're doing it right now, so Truth's like, uh... Anyways, Elias starts to play. The gaggle come running out. Chase Truth off. Some run into the ring, get killed by Riker. Uh, so, I don't know. Riker, they, they must want to push Riker a bit, but for me, Woof. he's in the... He's in the Lars Sullivan boat Woof. for me. Uh, Speaking of, we haven't seen that guy in, yeah, since since those promos that were bad. Um, God, I feel as though so. First of all, Jackson Riker should not be back. Second of all, don't play off an in-ring segment. I feel as though they when I heard him say like it's changed me. It was almost like they were tr- they wrote him like a storyline or like a sh- a shoot apology oh, or like a even. work apology. Um, yeah. He literally said, "I'm not like the man I was before," uh, <laughs> and I was like, N- "You fucking are!" Like, how did you vote uh, last month? Um, <laughs> it's just like I know where you you know it's uh, and you know not to say that people can't have certain political interests, but I think when you're in an ind- when you're in the industry. Uh, there is a very inclusive fan base of sorts. Um, I don't know, man. There's no place for him in this fucking company. Yeah, and, yeah. and we already have Osmos or Osmos, sorry, as AJ's bodyguard. So what? Now we have another bland <laughs> bodyguard to pump up a more charismatic performer in Elias. This was just more twenty four seven bullshit. Yeah. Um, if I could insert an eye roll emoji in uh, the <laughs> title episode of this podcast, I would. Well, let's go backstage where Miz and Morrison are talking when Keith Lee approaches. Uh, or should I say Harvey Dent? Because he's got a coin and he just flips it. And Miz calls heads. Lee says, congrats, you both won. But that's the only thing you're going to win. What what is this? What is this coin flip? New gimmick. What is this? It's the coin gimmick. <laughs> is he two faced? What is going on? Yeah, I don't um, know. they don't know what the fuck. To, Keith Lee, what the fuck? Yeah, remember when Keith Lee um, was catapulted onto the main roster and spent weeks working with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton? Yeah, he beat Orton in like six minutes or something. And Pepper, hasn't done anything Pepperidge since. Farm remembers. Yeah, WWE creative does not he's just been tumbling and turning uh mm. in and out of favor up and down with people in the company booking up and down the card uh what the hell mm-hmm. well he's got a handicap match keith lee taking on ms mo so of course he's having a deal with a bunch of double team moves and he does his best trying to fight them both off uh but the double team's relentless eventually morrison hits a big crossbody. uh and then just him and Miz just cover Lee at the same time to add extra weight. The ref counts to three. Yeah. yeah. So maybe a two-on-one match in their future? I don't fucking know. I don't know. We just did it. We did, oh, my God. We just did. <laughs> See? There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, let's go to a live edition of the Firefly Funhouse mm-hmm. from the Thunderdome for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So, Bray comes out. He's got a nice fiend Christmas sweater on and... Uh, the puppets are all here watching in the front row. WWEshop.com. Uh, yeah, it was actually a pretty nice looking sweater. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he starts off doing his silly little playful funhouse stuff and uh, apologizes to Randy for the fiend attacking to him and uh, talks about their match, starts making some jokes. You know, what's the best way to measure a viper? Inches, because they don't have feet, things like that. <laughs> 
Ha ha ha. The puppets laugh hysterically. Uh, Orton appears on the Tron. He's not happy. So he cuts a promo saying, let's play a game of hide and seek, Bray. Bray accepts. Morton says, come find me. So Bray wanders off backstage to look for him. This, and I brought this up a couple times over the Fiend's lifespan. Because um, we've had, uh, what, I think two... So John Cena went to the Firefly Funhouse in that cinematic match. I think Seth Rollins attacked him there once. Seth Rollins, I think, appeared on set. That's, what I'm, that's my excuse. It wasn't <clears throat> right. the real Funhouse. Right, that's what it is. Because <laughs> I, I still, and I don't know, I still like the air of mystery around... The, you know, the funhouse not being a real, a quote unquote real place or something mm-hmm. like that. Like a little bit of story to, as soon as you like literally put it's it, like, like transpose it, it's like, oh, now this is just like Ms. TV. Yeah. It should be like the, the red curtain room in Twin Peaks with the checkered floor. With the weird checkered floor that's going on an angle. You know, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this weird room. What's going on? There's exactly. A it's, it's a place that your mind escapes to or whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, yeah, moving into the real world is a bit weird, but, uh, Fiend Randy, they were great. No sign of Alexa Bliss, though. Yeah, she's been off for a couple weeks. I think I heard that she might be filming something, like a movie. A movie? I mean, I don't know how big, but hey, good for her. Way to go, Blissy. Uh, we got some singles action. Mace, for the first time ever, is taking on Ricochet. So finally, not Slapjack. We're getting someone else. Cla- I don't think we've seen Mace. Of course, Dio Madden, the art- the artist formerly known as Dio Madden, I believe. Yeah. Who yeah. whose biggest uh, claim to fame was getting F fived by Brock Lesnar. And Ali even referenced that during the match. To, I think he said to Samoa Joe, "He's like, hey, I think Mace used to say I don't know, he said something about that used to be someone else's spot or something like that." Oh, okay. Let's miss that. But anyways, Mace, though, I liked it. He was looking pretty good here. Very quick and athletic for a big man. And uh, Ricochet, he fights back, though. He goes up to the top turnbuckle. So Slapjack tries to interfere, but Ricochet fends him off, along with T-Bar, who jumps in. Uh, But then, yeah, he turns around. Mace hits a big choke bomb, but Ricochet kicks out. So Ali yells at Mace to shut him down. So Mace picks up Ricochet and hits this cool new move. I don't even know quite what to TKO into a white noise. I don't know what it is, but Mace gets the win. So that's nice. Nice big win. Wow. This match. I mean, good did, for Mace. Dude, this match happened. Well, you, I, can, hey. I cannot deny that this <laughs> match happened. Um, no, my biggest takeaway from this, I mean, obviously, fuck. Oh, my God. Ricochet. You know what sucks? Um, I feel as though so sometimes I'll get on, like, just indie wrestling binges on YouTube, right? We've all been there. And I've just, and, and this, oh, my God, this happened just last night. It seems to happen every single night before or, like, before we do the show <laughs> or before I watch Raw or something like that where I just watch these Ricochet, Will Ospreay fucking masterpieces, you know, or these I, I watch these sorts of things and I see Ricochet doing uh, such incredible his selling is on a whole nother fucking level and his offense is on a whole other level and then <laughs> I'm like oh I'm gonna watch Raw tonight and then I see something like this I'm like fuck fuck Ricochet yeah Ricochet is being uh, uh, wasted talent my biggest but- my and then my second biggest takeaway from this match I gotta say so um Mace wears the uh like a predator style mask you know from the movie and I thought for the whole time that we were seeing his teeth, but we're not. There's, um, 
like the teeth in the mask are fake and then there's a little hole and then his mouth is like inside of that mouth it just kind of confused me because this whole time i thought we were looking at mace's teeth and we're not we're looking at like a picture of teeth um yeah those are my two takeaways all right. He wears a mouth guard, in case you were wondering. I think I I, I had to pause and zoom in. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, there you go. All right. Well, we go backstage. Bray is uh, looking for Orton. He runs into Riddle. Asks if he's sorry. <laughs> he sees Riddle. Asks if he's seen Orton. Riddle says no, but he presents him with this whiteboard uh, on the topic of pronouns, and he'd love to teach a lesson on the Firefly Funhouse. Bray says, that sounds neat, but I'm busy. So he walks off. And then Ramblin' Rabbit appears. And Riddle says, hey, you remind me of Baby Yoda. I'll call you Baby Broda. And, uh, hey, I've got a bunny at home named Skipper. He's a huge fan. Can you sign this carrot? Uh, yeah. More fun. Yeah, there's more fun <laughs> more stuff fun. going on with these guys. Yeah. I think they forgot to... Ramblin' Rabbit spoke, and I think they forgot to pitch adjust it. Just sounded like regular Bray voice. Oh really? Like, hey dude. I may have missed that. I may have, hey, I may have missed that. Oh no. Yeah. It was just a little thing. Okay. Anyways, let's go back to the ring. Shayna Baszler taking on Dana Brooke. Uh so yeah, Shayna's in control, goes for the Kirafuda clutch. Dana fights out. She's hitting some good moves. Climbs up to the top rope, but then Nia just shoves her off, causing the DQ. So the two heels, they start beating up Dana. So Mandy Rose comes out with a kendo stick to save the day, but then Shayna gets a hold of that. So Oscar comes out, starts beating them up, uh, and then the three baby faces just stand tall. So Ooh, who knows? Baby. So yeah, we have this women's tag match between the, the women's champions, Oscar, and who and who knows? Who knows? Ah, we go backstage. Truth is talking to Huskis the pig when Bray shows up. Uh, he's still looking for Randy. He's walking down the halls. Then he opens the door to this dark room. With a single rocking chair in it. So, of course, he goes over, sits down on the chair. And then Orton shows up, attacks him from behind, out of the shadows. They brawl for a little bit. Uh, then Orton throws Wyatt into this giant wooden trunk. Uh, closes it, locks it, and then pours out some gasoline. And drops a lighter onto it. Sets the whole thing ablaze. Burning Wyatt alive. Uh, but then the burning lid pops open. And out comes the fiend. He applies the mandible claw, knocks Randy out. If there's one thing I know about Randy Orton, he likes burning shit down. Um, And if there's another thing, if there's one thing I know about the Thunderdome, there are just wooden crates all over the place. Uh, I (laughs) hear it's a disaster to like actually maneuver around backstage at the Thunderdome because Vince McMahon just has wooden crates beside gasoline all over the place. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, and Randy Orton's the I feel like the next victim. Well, he deserves it. He's an evil person. He's a bad boy. Tried to kill him. He did. He did act just like manslaughter. Attempted murder. Yeah. Premeditated also. Oh yeah. First he, degree. He is on camera recorded saying like <laughs> I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go MVP versus Riddle. Pretty short match. Nothing too crazy. Riddle hits the floating bro. Gets the clean win. Yeah, this I, I didn't think this needed to happen. No, especially because there was like no match after this. This was like your last match of the night. Didn't really have anything going on. Yeah, well, well, uh, well. 
<laughs> shit. So I'm just looking back right now because they needed that. Okay, so if that was our main event, if that wasn't our main event match, the match before that would have been Dana Shayna. Dana Shayna, hey. Uh, match before <laughs> that was Ricochet and Mace. Match before that was Keith. Oh my God! All of these matches. Lana Naya. That's Lana Naya. Why wasn't that the main event? Or Seamus AJ. Seamus or Seamus AJ. AJ. That was a. Uh, oh my. That that kicked off the show. That feels like forever yeah. ago. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, this is why it was the worst Raw ever. Probably. Ugh. But. Uh. Anyways, that's your last match of the night. Herpes has come out. Try to attack Riddle. He escapes with his bro nuts. Yeah. But we go to the final segment, the WWE Championship Ascension Ceremony between Drew and AJ. So they they grab the title. They hang it up in preparation of their TLC match on Sunday. Uh, So they all come out, AJ and Drew, cut one final promo on each other. This will be their first singles match ever. So anyways, Drew hands over the title. He hangs it up and they start to raise it. And then AJ says, what if it's not just me you got to face at TLC? And then Miz and Morrison ambush him. They triple team him. But Drew fights back, starts hitting people with the ladder. Uh, he's ready to hit the Claymore on AJ when almost Chuck's steel steps into the ring. Uh, so then Drew goes over to almost, but AJ attacks him with the phenomenal forearm. And then almost just starts handing weapons to AJ. He beats the shit out of Drew, sets up a table, lays Drew on the table, and then climbs the ladder, hits a big elbow drop through the table, through everything. And then to close the show, he just climbs up, grabs the title, as Drew just clutches from the ground watching on. Wow. Yeah. And see that thing? I mean, I guess these boys are headed for this no-DQ matchup. And, of course, we know Osmos is going to be ringside. Uh, Ms. Mo are always creeping around. Um, that's the beauty of the no-DQ match and so many helpers. <laughs> yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. There you have so. it. That was it. Yeah, that was the end of Monday Night Raw. It was odd of a uh, a, a, pay, a dull dull show. Uh, yeah, Lana I mean, yeah, it wasn't that good. I don't know if I would say the worst of all time, but yeah, not that good. Yeah, well, I think in terms of like worst Raws ever, what was that one uh, like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, there's been uh, yeah. It was like there's when they a- went to like their original venue. Oh, yeah, and, like, nothing happened. Raw 25, maybe? Raw 25, and, like, people paid all this money, and they were only in that yeah, it's like, I for, feel like, 20 like, minutes. Yeah, I feel as though, like, that episode of Raw would have had much higher ratings because just everybody was watching it because they were waiting for something amazing to happen. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this whole show, you just would have shut it off halfway through. You're like, uh, eh, eh. or There is the small excuse of Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, I did hear it was, like, a close game or something. But still, either way. I mean, it is what it is. It's always there. Or, I mean, half the year it's there. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, not a particularly great episode other than those two matches. Well, I'm glad we got through it either way. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Of course, we have Wednesday night. We have some trivia. So stick around. here with part two of the podcast here folks because i couldn't do it just in one stretch oh uh, no 
did we ever do it in the early days? Did we do it in one stretch? I wonder. We, we may have to go. I feel like well, I feel as though we've always done a bit of a break because uh, yeah. we've always. Uh, it's just the flow of the show. It's the flow of the show. And of course, I think we needed something. Uh, well, I think maybe we started taking breaks because we, we said to ourselves, we need something big to follow up the break. Yeah. The trivia. Trivia. Many listeners say this is their favorite part of the whole show. Many, many listeners have said they just skip right ahead to halfway through the pod. A lot of people who don't even watch professional wrestling. They're just like, I just want to hear um, the trivia. So, Mike, this week for you, <laughs> I've actually got a gauntlet for you to Okay. Uh, well, I've got five questions for you. No gauntlet. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, well, uh, who who goes first? How do you want to do this? Uh, you want to run a gauntlet here? I'll run a gauntlet. Yeehaw. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Mike, it may come to some surprise. You know, the gauntlet that you'll be running uh, actually isn't professional wrestling related at all. Oh. <laughs> but it follows <laughs> gauntlet rules. You know, the classic uh, two men or women, come, two people come down to the ring. <laughs> Um, and it's not until one is pinned or submitted in which the next person then arrives and winner goes on. It's King's Court until uh, the very last competitor <laughs> has walked down that ramp. So um, today, Mike, your gauntlet is going to be uh, some of the top potato chips <laughs> on the market. So um, we're going to have a bunch of brands of potato chips come down, Mike, and they're going to go at it and uh, you're going to pick a winner. Oh boy! All right, we'll try. A we'll person, a personal. Well, it's a personal favorite winner, you know. So, well, of course. Which one of these would win over at a party? So, first down to the ring is the uh, is a Canadian classic known as Lay's ketchup chips, mm-hmm. and they are followed by um, possibly their American counterpart, the Ruffles, all dressed. Okay, um, you know, I'm a pretty plain guy. But, uh, you know, chips are chips. At the end of the day, I'd eat them. If, uh, But, you know, not a big fan of ketchup in general. Condiments on my burgers and hot dogs, things like that. I do not use the ketchup. Uh, so for that, the all dress is less defensive, less invasive, more of a mild chip. So I'll go with the all dress. And just like that, Lay's ketchup is eliminated. Um, That I didn't even know as a kid. You don't even know that that's like a Canadian exclusive. Yeah, it's not until you learn a little bit more. Or uh, for me, it was um, uh, my aunt went down to Buffalo and brought me back a box of Fruity Pebbles. Oh, and I remember like being crack. like, yeah, and it was like, and then I was like, oh, okay, mom, can I have some Fruity Pebbles like after that? And they're like, no, that's only in America. You're like, what? It's like, don't lie to me. You just don't want to buy it. <laughs> you just don't want to buy it, mom. Yeah, um, that was true. I remember my mom had a friend that would go to the States every couple months. Like, yo, get her to bring a couple boxes. Boxes <laughs> yeah. back. Get some rice checks. I love that Cookie shit. Chris. Did you ever have Cookie Chris? Wasn't that the one that was just gl- kind of like little- Just a bowl of cookies A bowl breakfast. of cookies and milk, yeah. It was like, you know, yeah, they sell those mini Chips Ahoy's in stores. It was basically just it pour was that. Just a bu- <laughs> nothing healthy about there, it. There was an Oreo version of that, too. That yeah, I Oreo Man, O's. I, okay, have you seen the uh, commercials for these new uh, Timbits cereal? I heard about it. There's commercials for it now. Yeah, there's a, they have the chocolate Timbit and then the birthday cake Timbit. Ooh, a birthday cake. That could be good. Well, I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't eat too much cereal these days. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I haven't bought a box of cereal in 
Oh, you know what I'm gonna do with myself for Christmas morning? I'm gonna buy my, I'm gonna buy myself in prep. I'm gonna buy myself a box of Reese Puff cereal. That was always Ooh, my good. Yeah, I got a nice sugary brand. It's Christmas. I used to love, um, or that was a thing my um, my dad and my stepmom used to do. Uh, you'd wake up on Christmas morning, and of course the three of us we all had our favorite uh, junk cereals. Mine was Reese Puffs. I think um, Captain Crunch was my brother's, and uh, Lucky Charms was my sister's. Yeah. And that would be like, or it was only on Christmas and your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Special you cereals. Special yeah. cereals. Uh, now that I think about it, I'm gonna. It's gonna go great with my champagne and orange juice. <laughs> okay, Mike. Well. You know what? We've been talking for long enough because Ruffles All Dress doesn't have much time to recover from the intense in-ring action because they have um, a a a, 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 a luchador supreme. We're talking mm. the original flavor of Doritos. So the nacho cheese. The nacho cheese. The nacho cheese coming at you. The big a, triangle. A little lucha mask. <laughs> the death triangle. The if death you will. triangle. Yeah. You know what? I gotta just tell you right off the front. All dress doesn't stand a chance. That Dorito. That is like. It's almost like the pepperoni. It's the go-to. You know, chip. One of the go-to chips. You pull out a bag of that. Anyone's gonna take a bite of those nacho cheese Doritos. That's why it's getting the win here. And everyone's gonna you're, uh, suck back the bag to get every. Oh little yeah, yeah. There's yeah. It's going down to the crumbs. There's gonna be a guy that's getting those crumbs out of that. Bag. Someone's getting the crumbs at the bottom of Doritos bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Doritos though, you know they're standing tall right now in the middle of the ring. The lights go out. And uh, a competitor we haven't seen come to the ring in a while. They may be a little bit older and a little bit stiffer, but Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar. Ooh. Comes marching their thick, tick body down to the ring to take on Doritos. I really do. I really do love the kettle cooked chip. You know, it's so it just feels more real, less like factory made. You know, I'm sure it's more greasy and shit, but <laughs> uh, but it just feels yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's not like Pringles where everything's just like a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that being said, I do not like the vinegar. I love the salt, but the vinegar, nay, nay, says I. So in that case, nacho cheese crushes Mrs. Vicky, uh, makes a widow of her husband. <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go, down goes down goes Miss Vicky's. Down goes Miss Vicky's. Original Dorito stands. A different tall. flavor might have stood a chance, but that vinegar. Sorry. Well, here comes a different flavor down to the ring now. You only ever seem to find them in small little bags coming out of the little vending machine. But, Mike, it might come in a small bag, but there's thousands of them. Because Original Doritos is staring down against hickory sticks. Oh, oh this is a spicy one. Because <laughs> I, uh, back in grade school, I never knew what hickory sticks were. I kind of saw them like, ah, whatever. I was never interested in buying them. And then in class one day, some kid had them, and he gave me a little. He's like, here, try this. So I took a bite. I'm like, holy fuck, this is delicious. <laughs> for whatever reason, I loved it. And for like a few weeks, I was just on a binge. I was addicted. Anytime like I got a snack or I was going to buy change or something, hickory sticks. It's all I got. It's all I wanted. Uh, and then I fell off the wagon for a bit. Right? <laughs> oh, you oh you fell off the wagon. You were Jones and hard. Yeah, I was Jones and so then I got out of it for a few years. And then not too long ago, actually, I had them again, and the flavor was so good, so delicious. And you get you do get so many, you know. A lot of chip bags are just filled with air, but that thing, you're getting money for your value. Those sticks. So with all that said, I think I gotta go with the hickory sticks on this. The one. hickory sticks with the upset. Doritos couldn't hold on. Are hickory sticks, is that a worldwide thing? I, I'm not sure. 
Because they don't seem too common, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm sure everyone's had them, but yeah, like you don't. Not everybody's talking about hickory yeah. sticks. <laughs> you, you know, seeing that a bag of hickory sticks in someone else is not a common sight. That's not a common sight, and <laughs> or a big bag of hickory sticks is also a not a common bag. sight. Like but a that's like a normal yeah. chip bag, like you know, like a big chip bag. Imagine a big chip bag full of <laughs> hickory I sticks. I have had a big chip of hickory sticks. Wow. Like a full size. Eat the from whole like thing. Metro. You eat the whole thing by yourself. Over the not in one day though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. You'll get a tummy. Well, the the uh, the thousands of little hickory sticks stand tall, but they don't have much more time because the uh, uh, coming down to the ring is the sweet tang of the Lay's dill pickle. The dill pickle, much like the ketchup chip, is uh, you know I don't much care for the flavor it's based on, so that in itself ruins the chip for me. Uh, you know, Lay's. I like Lay's on their own. They make a decent chip. A decent chip. But Hickory Sticks, it's got the job. Or it's got the win. Hickory, hickory Sticks. Hickory, sti- hickory, hickory Sticks <laughs> yeah. keeps the win. They seem to be on this. You know, there's too many of them. They uh, None of these other competitors stand a chance. Well, this competitor thinks he does because being accompanied down to the ring by Hockey Hall of Famer Mark Messier... <laughs> I bet you can't have just one, is the Lay's Original. Lay's Original, the the classic, maybe this is the pepperoni pizza of the chip world. <laughs> yes, the pepperoni pizza of <laughs> the, the chip universal world. standard. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, honestly, if I'm talking Lay's, this might be my favorite flavor, just a straight up original. The plain, the boring, but it's what I want. Uh, but. It does not match the sheer draw, the, the the high of the hickory stick. Wow. <laughs> I, so I know this hickory stick is on a, a bit of a tear right now. But who knows? There could be something that could stop it. Maybe. Wow. This now this was this 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 is an upset right now. I got to say I did not picture um, <laughs> because we are coming down to our final entrant mm. in the uh, favorite chips. Um, Gauntlet. Hickory Sticks has stood tall after taking after after defeating uh, original Doritos. Um, but you know this is a gauntlet. There's no such thing as a DQ, is there? No, not in this gauntlet. <laughs> God damn it! There's no such thing as a as a disqualification. Original. I mean, if I never had the chip, would that be a DQ? That's a good point. Um, no, you've had uh, original Doritos. <laughs> uh, they're pissed. Uh oh. They're fiery. They're mad that they lost their spot at the top to Hickory Sticks. Original Doritos thought to himself, maybe I need to grab a few friends to make this happen because coming down the <laughs> ramp is the Munchies party mix. We've got Doritos, we've got Cheetos, we've got Sun Chips, and of course we have rolled gold pretzels um, taking on Hickory Sticks. <sighs> okay, first, right off the bat, I gotta say, big respect to you for picking the proper brand of party mix. You went with the blue bag, the munchies. Classic blue bag of munchies. Not uh, the th- black bag. I think that's also a. I feel like that's also a Canadian thing. I wonder. Yes, the big difference between the two. I think the black bag has the ringalos. You know oh, those ring things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which also. Yeah. Not very. Not as popular in. Or the uh, fritos. Whatever. Yeah. 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 But no, I prefer the blue bag, the one you mentioned with the sun chips. Uh, a party mix, man. What a go-to. I mean, you got everything. You got everything in there. Even the ones you don't like. Uh, you know, 
it's only one in five, so deal with it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, I got to say, I'd probably rank the Cheeto the lowest, just a plain old Cheeto. Mm-hmm. But in the bag, though, you know, they all kind of just the flavors rub together. So even a Cheeto tastes like a bun. The pretzel, oddly <laughs> enough, is one of my favorites because I feel like the plain pretzel just picks up every flavor of everything and you eat that pretzel. It's like a buffet in your mouth. <laughs> um, hmm. So here's the thing. Each of those five individual ingredients does not beat the hickory stick on its own. But does the power of that variety and <laughs> party in one? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, <laughs> this is so, this is the final entrant, too. Well, that's it's kind of like uh, the Megazord coming no, together. I get it. <laughs> it was good. It was good timing on your part. So the munchies or the hickory stick. If I could only have one thing, one bag. <laughs> I don't know. It's like if I'm being selfish, maybe the hickory sticks, but the party mix would be a better crowd pleaser. Inclusive to all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. The champion will have to be... I got to go with my heart. My childhood youth. I'll go with the hickory stick. The hickory sticks with <laughs> the upset. Oh my the big win. lord! I know. Taking I know. out Doritos twice in the same it was gauntlet. It's hard to think about. Wow. Hard. There's something about that hickory. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It must be the hickory smoked flavor. Yeah. Wow. That was. Uh, did not see that coming. Um, I I thought our battle would be. Uh, I thought Lay's would have taken it there. At the end, I put, I put Lay's at the end because I thought that would be your favorite. Wow, didn't <laughs> no, didn't good. see that. Didn't see that coming. That's Did good. That's that fun. Coming. No, I like it. It's a lot wow. of fun. Wow. Um, Huge Maybe we'll, uh, if uh, a Miss Vicky's jalapeno might have been able to compete with a hickory stick. Interesting. Okay, okay. But that's so a bit of a... I, I mean, there's so many flavors out there. I learn so much about you every week, you know. It's fun. No, these are fun. <laughs> I'll have, uh, I might have to do one of these for you sometime just to... It's a fun idea. Just running a gauntlet. It's always fun. Because it makes me think. It makes me have to make these decisions I've never had to in my life. I learned something about myself. (laughs) So it's a lot of fun. You know, this is. uh, I'm sure psychologists do this as like warm ups for their sessions with therapy. Oh yeah, just kind of like a quick, yeah, just a quick choose it. You know, you can tell a lot about somebody if they prefer hickory sticks over Lay's dill pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get on to my trivia then. Just some regular trivia. Uh, I think we did this a couple of weeks ago. You did this to me. You gave me some names of tag teams, and I had to tell you who was in those teams. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So I got five of those. Uh, I'll start simple. I mean, some of them might be hard, but I think you should get this one. So the first team are the Brothers of Destruction. Um, Brothers of Destruction, that's Kane and The Undertaker. Of course. Got that. All right. Let's move right along to the Legion of Doom. Oh, I've heard of that one before. Um, that's the uh, the Road Warrior Hawk and uh, the other Road Warrior whose name I can't fucking remember. <laughs> um, yes, that is it. Road Warrior yeah. blank and blank. I think yeah. I definitely know the first one's Hawk. The second one, his... Uh, fuck. <laughs> Animal. That's right. Uh, yeah, I tried to trick you because two names, Legion of Doom, Roadwire, same team. 
And the Road Warriors. Okay, which is weird. move on. The next team is the Outsiders. The Outsiders. God, never heard of them. I'm going to say they are uh, um, WCW. Ah. Uh, oh, okay, okay, I'm hitting something. There are people who would have been on the outside looking in. Um, like they don't like they don't even go here, like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, who didn't belong there? Well, outsiders might have come in. My okay, my logic train it okay because when Hogan got there, then it was like NWO boom. But I feel as though those the other two guys were there like way before. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use this kind of my thinking and think that it was uh, I guess Kevin Nash and Scott Hall or slash Razor Ramon slash Diesel whatever whatever they were called <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever they were yes. called I'm gonna say it was those two boys. Kevin Nash Scott Hall that's it who it was that is who it was they were the outsiders yeah they were around for a couple months and they were talking about the third man the mysterious third man and then it ended up being Hogan. And, and then, then NWO took And off. then they create the NWO, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was it. All right. Next tag team. Who are the two-man power trip? Two-man power trip. God, this one's going nowhere. Um, two-man power trip, I'm going to say people who were uh, possibly in like a man, not like a, like a manage or like a management type role. Uh, well. And then they went on a power trip. Um, this is a tag team, former tag team champions. Former tag team champions. Oh, but not necessarily, not like a tag team you would think of. That's why it was a weird name. It was two big single stars coming together, the two-man power trip. Are they two people who continued their team? Like their team also has a different name? No, once they broke up, they never really teamed again. Right, it was one of those uh, kind of things. Okay, like two cool. main eventers got together. Uh, this was kind of, at a, I'll say, early two thousand. I'm gonna Late 90, early 2000. Cool. I'm going to say the two-man power trip consisted of... Uh, I'm going to say the two-man power, <laughs> power trip consisted of um, Stone Cold and Triple H. Wow. You got no it. No shit. <laughs> right on the money. Oh, my God. That, uh, yeah. They were... Stone Cold was the world champ. Triple H was the Intercontinental Champ, and then they won the tag titles together, so they had four belts. They were the two-man power trip. They were both heels. They were tripping on their power. God. Uh, Sa oh, wow. Sasha yeah. and Bailey should have called themselves the two-woman power trip. That would have been sick. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a fantastic they homage. Would have. Could have. But didn't. <laughs> but you got it. What wow. a guess. Wow. I mean, with power of deduction, though. You worked it out. I was thinking. All right. This final one, though, is going to be really hard. If you've never heard of it, you'll just be like, what the fuck? Uh, but it's around that same kind of era, early 2000s. Uh, the team known as Head Cheese. Oh, no. Head Cheese? Oh my Head God. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, it's not. They didn't call them Dick Cheese. I feel I mean, like Richard uh, Cheese. Richard Cheese was the, uh, was the choice. The uh, I mean, there's one small hint. The cheese really means nothing, but the head is associated with one of the characters. Right. Okay. Someone who had a big head. Someone who had <laughs> a uh, a funny looking head. Someone who got hit in the head. Um, Maybe not. makes you know you get hit in the head so much it makes your head 
turn to cheese. <laughs> uh, so your head cheese. Who used to get hit in the head a lot? Who was a tag team? I've got absolutely no. Yeah, it's uh, it's very impo- It's not even. You couldn't even guess these. I'm gonna names. say uh, JBL and Mick Foley. Why not? I mean, that was a good <laughs> Why guess. Why not? <laughs> but uh, no, head cheese. I mean, the head was because of Al Snow. Do you remember him? He would carry a mannequin head down to the that's ring. That's a name I've heard. Yeah, that's a name yeah. I've heard before. He was all very low card. And then the other guy was Steve Blackman. Okay, I don't think I've heard that name. Don't. He was another low card. Oh, okay. But in the Attitude Era, though, everyone was over, so everyone loved these guys. <laughs> Back then, when everyone was over I don't even remember where the name came from. It was just stupid. And they were like, head cheese. But then it got over, and the crowd started chanting head cheese, and they would wear those Green Bay. or What what football team wears the cheese? Yeah, the somewhere? Packers, the cheese heads. Yeah. yeah. Where did that come from, too, for Green Bay? Um, I, I feel as though there maybe there's like a cheese plant in the area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's why they're the Packers. They pack the cheese. Maybe they up pack the cheese uh, yeah. into <laughs> like a wheel or something. I'm really, I'm honestly yeah. not sure. Uh, maybe it's one of those weird football things. Yeah. Oh well. Now you know that fact. The head cheese. And that's it. Oh, that's it was a uh, derogatory term actually used for Wisconsinites what? by Illinois football and baseball fans when referring to Wisconsin sports fans because Wisconsin <laughs> is known as America's dairy land. Uh, so they started Ooh. calling themselves cheesehead. Whoa, what a diss. <laughs> well, they started, calling, they, they started calling themselves cheeseheads, I guess, to just kind of, you know, go over it. Own uh, it? Yeah, to own it, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> What the That's, fuck? If if you want to if you want to hey if you want to shut up a bully you just got to agree with them. That's what they always say. It's like the end of Eight Mile when Eminem goes up. And exactly, and then then the guy who plays uh and the guy who plays Falcon in the Avengers he doesn't know how to respond. He chokes because he's like, yeah, I just used all your material. He's what like, you got? I, I put Miracle Whip on my Wonder Bread. Uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. His middle name is Clarence. Oh, Clarence! Like, Everyone's like, yeah, "Oh damn, like, Clarence went to a private school." Yeah, went some uh, blah, 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 and he don't he knows who his dad is. Everybody in like the three one three. Yeah, I uh, I don't really remember. What a great much. ending! What a great climax! What a fantastic ending! Beautifully portrayed by Dirt Nasty in the hit film Scary Movie Three, also, <laughs> um, where he has yeah. the whole fan he has the whole crowd inside. He's beaten down. Uh, then heavy set man Fat Joe. He's not, oh, yeah. not as heavy anymore. But uh, Fat Joe, the uh, he he's a whole other thing. From Lean Back fame, the man who he's not black, but he says the N word. I'm not. It's a gray area. It's, I won't it's, it's a gray area. All I know is I can't, and I shouldn't, I <laughs> and I never will. Uh, Mike, that was some uh, that was some fun trivia. But it's time to move on to our show because we're gonna hit up our Wednesday night war. And I'm gonna say this week, um, let's start off because I feel like as though we have more pressing matters for this. Because uh, uh, let's start with some NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. tap out a count out of one, two, three. Because of course we have this whole New Year's Evil coming up, and they even have like a little photo of a little like evil looking devil goblin thing. Yeah. With like a big belly. And a big head. Um. Yeah, so that happens. So yeah, so that's gonna happen. So we have a lot of shit to look forward to. Uh, with tag action, I think kicks off the show. Actually, yeah. Um, we start kicking off the show. We have Leon Ruff Kushida taking on 
Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. Do these guys have a name now? The way. What the hell does that mean? The way. They explained it last week. Oh, He's my like, God. Well, I need to pay attention more to NXT. Yeah. No, it's just it is what it is. Like, oh, this is the way. Now that's the way. This is the way. This oh. Is the way. It's the way to do it. I guess. Anyways, so <laughs> Gargano, Austin Theory. Uh, they've even got, like, matching gear now. And, I, yeah, just wear, yeah, if tag teams need to wear matching gear, that's the step number one. <laughs> and they keep doing this no-look high five that they're so proud of. I don't know. It's risky every time you do it. It's just kind of like I a destroyer so. or a package pile driver. <laughs> you need to trust sure. the other guy a lot <laughs> to hit it. Well, speaking of risky, at one point, Leon Ruff, he's going for like some sort of springboard tope and hero. But when he jumps, his foot slips. So he doesn't go very far, just kind of misses the whole group and just lands hard on the floor. These slippery but, ropes down there in Florida. I don't know what's happening. It's hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily for him, he's so light that... Maybe the weight didn't hurt him as bad because he gets up. He continues the match, uh, puts up a good fight, but eventually Theory catches him and he hits, uh, I don't know, he shouts, this is the way. It just hits this really cool new finisher of his. I don't even know what to call it, but it looked really cool. Yeah. He gets the win. Some kind of new, unique uh, looking thing. Um, Okay. uh, Why did Austin Theory leave in the first place? I can't remember. Remember, well, his whole year has been weird. He went up to Raw, then he got a tag title shot, and he joined Seth Rollins' group, and then he disappeared again. Then he just showed up back on NXT. And, and then I remember Johnny he Gargano was, beat him up. Yeah, he was losing a bunch. And then he just disappeared, okay. and then I guess he uh, recruited by Johnny. Got him a ghost face mask, and off we go. Okay, cool. Um, I was wondering where this goes, uh, or like how we how we got here, um, but where it goes rather. Um, Kushida looked great in this matchup. Yeah, he's you know after his first six months of doing nothing, the last couple of months they've been done a good job keeping him strong, picking up some wins. Uh, I don't know. I think soon enough he'll be challenging for one of the titles. John, I think Johnny Gargano and Kushida at the right moment uh, could be the that match could be to really have. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then after this, I think we cut or we get a glimpse of Dexter Loomis. He's just sitting on that balcony, sketching on his little tablet, doing the the New Year's Evil logo. Yeah, he's and a cre- we, he, he he can draw. We know this already. He's a good artist. Yeah, he's talented. Uh, I think you're fine. He reveals that he will be the host of New Year's Evil, which so I thought like, was a weird choice. <laughs> I mean, the guy doesn't speak, but uh, yeah, much like Shotzi, though, he'll also be wrestling on the card. Yes. I don't know if we'll get a, Do we need a host for every single uh, thing? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see what he does. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Tyler Rust uh, is taking on Tommaso Ciampa. And the Thatch Man comes out to watch the action. Uh, Rust accidentally kicks him at one point. Anyways, this match is pretty good. This Rust guy, he looks good. Uh, but yeah, eventually Ciampa hits the Willow's Bell, gets the win. Yeah, um, I, have we we have seen this Tyler Rust? I think on a Thatch's Thatch can. Yeah, he got uh, bullied, but now he's with him, and you know, I mean, Champa and Thatcher had an amazing match at Takeover, so uh, I'm all for another rematch if they want to do it. Yeah, these two guys. Well, these two guys had a fucking great match, uh, like that. Yeah, this as well. Yeah, Rust. I'll I'll see more of Rust. Mm-hmm. More. Anyway, let's go on to Kyle O'Reilly taking on Pete Dunne, the winner. Gets a title shot against Finn Balor at New Year's Evil. So uh, at ringside, we got Undisputed Era there. Oni Lorcan, Danny Burch, they're all there. So it's getting crowded. And then Killian Dane, Drake Maverick, they come out. 
they attack them. So Undisputed Era, they come to help. And then Breezango just come flying in out of nowhere. So the whole tag division is just brawling. We got a gang of refs to come take everyone away. Uh, so it's just the two men. We can just get on with the match. And <laughs> it was it was damn good. Wow. I got to say it was hard hitting, technical, mat based wrestling, submission, it had everything. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, months after breaking Finn Balor's jaw, still throwing out big knees. He busts Dunn's mouth open early on. He was bleeding. Even with the mouth guard, he was still might have lost a tooth. He may, he may, he may have. Uh, hopefully he didn't break his jaw. Kyle Riley has to be one of the hardest hitters. Yeah, those knee strikes, Going. those kicks. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> these two, they gave it their all, man. Take over quality. And they, uh, they and didn't these two, they had the ladder match qualifier. Which um, was also amazing. Two weeks ago or whatever it was. Also, just holy shit. Yeah. I think at one point, Dunn teases like he's going to do a gotch pile driver, but he doesn't hit it. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, though, hits a nice brain buster. I'll always love that move. Mm -hmm. uh, any head bump, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hits like this capture, T-bone, suplex, bridge is done, another high landing on the head. Uh, and then they fight out to the edge of the apron. Dunn tries to hit the bitter end, but Kyle O'Reilly just like smoothly counters it right into a superplex onto the floor. Uh, then he follows up by putting Dunn, drapes him over the bottom ropes into the ring. So he's hanging, and then he jumps off the top rope with a big knee right to the back of Dunn's head. Covers him for the three. So awesome match. Wow. Great win for Kyle. And it, 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 it felt like a fucking main event. This should have been the main yeah. event of the show. Maybe time-wise, they just wanted to make sure they could go as long as they wanted. Fit, yeah, fit everything or whatever it is. Wow. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, his three biggest matches over the past few months. I mean, we had or between this, that ladder match a few weeks ago, and that championship opportunity he had against Finn Balor. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's fucking three for three in yeah. showing what he can do as a solo star. And he got the pin in the War Games match. Like Adam Cole's taking the back seat of like the yeah. Undisputed Era's story right now. And I think we're all fine with that. Yeah. He had his awesome run, okay. his record run, and mm -hmm. it's Kyle's time now, baby. I agreed. So Fowler Balor versus O'Reilly part two. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Hopefully. <laughs> uh do you know what? Give it to Kyle. It's his time. It could be Give yeah. Belt. Fuck. That'd be fun. And then Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne, part three. That'll be a fucking bang. Wow. Who knows? For the uh, title? The NXT title picture is widening, widening open. And, and, and we know what I love. People want it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But then we continue our foreign film as Zia Lee is crying uh, as the master just orders her to pummel Boa. He's, he's just bleeding and pleading for her to stop. The master just keeps saying, again! And Zaya is just beating the shit out of him, just barefisted. Uh, and this hooded figure just continues to watch on. So we get some nice rocky slow mo angles with the punches and the blood and the, the and the sweat that go that yeah. that, that <laughs> splashes off. But uh, yeah, maybe I think maybe New Year's Evil is when this comes to a head because this seems evil. This hooded person. Yeah, uh, yeah. very very evil. I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> Yeah, all we see is the fingernails, so we know it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Those pointed fingernails. But anyways, let's go to woman's action. Indy Hartwell taking on Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, things are going fine. The way was at ringside. Uh, so Candace jumps on to distract the ref. Johnny hands the big trophy to Indy, and she nails Shotzi with it. But the ref turns around, sees the whole thing, 
he calls for the DQ. And then afterwards, they just beat up Shotzi some more. I think Indy and Candice hit a nice double Wicked Stepsister. Yeah, that's a good-looking move. Really yeah, is. I like it. But, uh, yeah, the way, just picking on Shotzi. Poor Shotzi. So, poor Shotzi. But uh, we got the return of Karrion Cross in his first match back, taking on Desmond Troy. Nothing but a squash. Nice, easy match for Cross. Locks in the Cross jacket, gets the tap-out win. Scarlet looked great. It's uh, <laughs> she's she's the whole thing for me. I don't care about cross. She sells it for you. She's the only part I really like. Yeah, we haven't seen you more, know we we haven't seen the full potential of carrying cross. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the plan is. Are they gonna put him back in the title scene right away, or kind of keep him in mid card, make sure he doesn't get hurt again? Because it seems know. like there's nobody physically, you know, or, or uh, a Finn. Finn Cross or even O'Reilly Cross, you know, the size Carrying Cross is way bigger than anybody on in the main event scene or fucking just on NXT right now, it feels. Like physically yeah, sized up. He's physically sized I mean, maybe, up with uh, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, or like a Damian Priest, maybe. Damian Priest is a big He's dude. He's got the height at least. And but you know, I mean, considering we lost Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, two of the biggest. Uh, two of the physically, yeah, I don't know. physically that's, biggest that's, people. <laughs> that's what I mean about carrying cross right now. I don't hate the performer, but like right now, I just feel like where's where's his direction? Where's his gator gonna float? Where is he fit? <laughs> I don't know. But Scarlet, I love her. Hmm. She just has to stand there. But anyways, let's go to the main event. Tony Storm taking on Rhea Ripley. These two got plenty of UK history here. So we get a nice evenly fought match. Uh, Raquel shows up at one point to try and help Tony. Uh, she slams Ripley into the ring post. Tony falls up with a big hip attack and the Storm Zero to get the three count. So nice win for Tony. A little cheap, but that's okay. She's a heel. Yeah, they have their uh, they have their history, but uh, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, we still don't know what's happening with Rhea Ripley. No Io Shirai on the whole show, I don't think. I don't think yeah, she, they I haven't really. Yeah, she didn't even pop up in a little promo. They haven't updated us on her devastating. I mean, injuries. she did have. Yeah, she did have a pretty crazy week in that War Games, or was that the week before? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Hopefully, they'll set up a contender for her for New Year's Evil, though. You would think, right? You think they would have to, or at least, uh, yeah. Or maybe on, it may be Tony Storm by virtue of winning this match. Or a yeah, a number one contender that tournament kind of culminates on that night. Who the heck knows? Yeah. Who the heck a Rooney knows? I guess knows? it's all in Dexter Loomis's hands. You know he's booking the cards, so uh, yeah. <laughs> he'll have to. You'll have to figure out what to do. That we'll was, draw up something. That was NXT, folks. Uh, fun show. Fun show. Fun show. Let's move across on Wednesday night because there's other stuff that happens too. We gotta start talking about some AEW Dynamite. AEW All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. Before we even get to the dynamite, though, uh, Mike, of course, we have to talk about the being the elite championship, the most prestigious championship <laughs> in all of professional wrestling. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, sorry. Just other things on being the elite because of Hangman Page, of course, he's going to have his tag match with John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Uh, you know, of course, this week we found Adam Page solemnly walking through the halls of Daily Place like he tends to do when he hears the sound of uh, celebration 
and country music coming from the Dark Order's lounge. He walks in the door, and lo and behold, they, they're hosting a cowboy-themed party with hats, streamers, <laughs> and bottles with triple X written on them. You know, all that fun stuff. Uh, John Silver welcomes uh, Hangman Page to the party. That was for him. And he even ah. said that he and he even said that he should be the first one to ride the horse. But, you know, Paige notices, hey, there's no horse in the bar. What are you talking about? Oh, but there is. And with a clap of John Silver's hands, the crowd parts. And there's number 10 with a horse mask, hooves uh, <laughs> on hand and knee. So what does Hangman do? He jumps on his back and they prance around the room. Everyone's <laughs> cheering after uh, <laughs> everyone's cheering and having fun. Um, and then we quick cut to... Um, a little scuffle occurs between Stu Grayson and Anna Jay, where uh, she seems to have uh, Stu Grayson at gunpoint, holding finger guns to his head. Wow. And, she, and she says, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to get out of here safe. The camera turns around, and Adam Silver has two finger guns of his own. <laughs> the camera pans over again. John Silver, Evil Uno, we have ourselves a little Mexican standoff here. Um, where with a little bit of post-production gun sound effects and some cool slow-mo action scenes, uh, everybody shoots everybody. Everyone's down <laughs> on the ground until Hangman stands up and he says, guys, thanks. I had a pretty fun time. Uh, and he walks out. So more to be seen. More to be seen what's going to happen there. Uh, but we have to start talking about the important stuff, the being the elite championship. Uh, last week, we found out that John Silver would be taking on Sean Dean. In a game of skits. 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 Uh, of course, for those of you who don't know what skits is, it's when you throw skittles against the wall and whoever's is closest wins. John Silver has three red skittles. Sean Dean has three yellow skittles. It's game on. But Mike, in a swerve so big that Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself couldn't have predicted or written it, the memory card on the camera maxes out right before <laughs> they start filming. And unfortunately, nobody notices. Um. So we just kind of smash cut to where it is told to us that John Silver indeed did retain his title. However, it was not captured on tape. It was untelevised. So he does agree to a rematch. If Silver wins, he wins. If Sean Dean wins, they'll go for a third matchup to determine the best two out of three. After six skits go down, the Mustard Boy, a.k.a. Mr. Hot Dog, a.k.a. Johnny <laughs> John John Boy, John Silver, walked away from the competition and as champion once again. He's on a roll. He's uh, undefeated in uh, since he's gotten that thing from Trent, uh, whose Trent's reign now just seems like a thing of the past. <laughs> yeah. What'll it be next week? We don't know. Stay tuned for more Being the Elite updates uh, on the most prestigious championship in professional wrestling. But now it's time to move on to the actual uh, televised program where we're kicking off with the tag action that we were kind of just talking about. So we have Matt Hardy and Private Party. Taking, the Hardy Party. The Hardy Party. Taking on um, Adam Hangman Page, John Silver, Alex Reynolds. Uh, Hangman seems to have warmed up. To these two, uh, these two fun guys, they show up um, wearing this little kind of part, part like party costume, or sorry, cowboy, cowboy party costume. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to match. They even put the hat on Hangman. He's like, no, nah, I'm not wearing that. No, they 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 want to be there. They want to have. It's fun. like a Woody hat. It's not like Kinda, a cool cowboy yeah, hat. It's, it's, it's like a Woody, Woody hat. hat. 
That's the best way to describe yeah. it. But you know, it's fun. They look, they're having a great time. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, they end up working well together. Hangman, the Dark Order. They do a bunch of uh, Reynolds and Silver just love to do the spot where they just hit a bunch of moves in succession, like boom, boom, one into the other, like a German suplex into a bridge, into a jackknife. Uh, so that was cool. But then eventually Hardy hits this vicious, this draping twist of fate to Silver off the edge of the apron to the floor. So he's dead. <laughs> and then back in the ring, Private Party hit the gin and juice to Reynolds. But Hardy tags in, steals the pin, covers him for the three. Uh, so a bit of tension between him and Private Party. Of course. I think Matt Hardy feels as though he has not received the respect he deserves in the last, uh, or since he's been in AEW, you know? I mean, Matt Hardy invented, if you were to ask Matt Hardy, he invented tag team wrestling. He invented (laughs) brothers competing together. Uh, He invented the idea of having no fear. Hell, he would even claim invention for the TLC anything extreme hardcore matches. Um, maybe it's about time that uh, that the rest of the roster starts paying Matt Hardy the respect he deserves. Maybe. Yeah. Starting with Private Party. Starting with Private Party. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, <laughs> we go backstage. Alex Marvez is with the Inner Circle. And MJF has an award from New York Times for the best performance of 2020 for the Dinner Debonair. Uh, and he just kind of cuts a promo with a couple of backhanded compliments for Jericho. Yeah, I, I heard about that, I think, a couple weeks ago, um, and it wasn't like, bless you, it wasn't like they won the award, it was like the New York Times put out like their 10 best Yeah, things. I think they just made up this plaque themselves. Yeah, uh, but it was it is pretty cool to uh, to receive the recognition, or you know, for uh, a little new wrestling show to receive some cool recognition from uh, an actual media outlet. <clears throat> yeah, and some small teases of MJF just kind of talking over Jericho, things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, then we cut to the Christmas. It's Christmas time at the Rhodes house where Cody and Brandy and uh, what looks to be a new puppy are kind of decorating the tree. When the doorbell rings, they find a little gift at the door uh, from a mystery person. They open it up. There's a Christmas decoration that says, we're expecting a baby. 2021. Oh, my Lord. And then we cut to Pharaoh wearing a bandana that says baby security and training. Mike, can you wait for little Moxley and little <laughs> Rhodes taking on each other in like the Rumble or something? And then Entrant 30 comes out and it's the little Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> 20, 25 years from now, when we're still doing this podcast, <clears throat> when we're on episode like 4,000, <laughs> calling it right now. Yeah, uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, one thing's for sure. They're having a baby. <laughs> uh, then, I mean, more Cody, though. Self-indulgent Cody needs to fill himself with the show. So here he goes. Uh, Cody's taking on Angelico. And Helico. I don't know. I think it's Angelico. Yeah, it's a Angelico. silent G. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Cody and Helico. Uh, match was fine. Jack Evans tries to get involved. Uh, so Arn Anderson yanks him off the apron, shoves him to the ground. But uh, Angelico does some cool submission work on Cody's legs. That Navarro death roll he does. I like that move. But uh, Cody escapes. Soon after, he hits the big top rope Cody cutter. Get the win. Every Cody has this tendency to take undercard guys 
Um, and and I think any any match Cody has feels like a high profile match just because it's Cody. Um, and he's done this before. You know, he did this with Darby Allen before, and he can take a guy like Angelico. They can have a fantastic match, and you get a lot of eyes on it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I don't need Cody every week. Yeah, I do. It, it is that weird thing where it's you know the all the eyes are on him, but they're always on him. Yeah. But I mean, he is a great wrestler. He always does a good and job. He, yeah, exactly. He's you know su- su- such a driving force of AEW in its entirety, right? Uh, it's just weird. It's like I want. It's like to me, he's a heel. I dislike him. I don't dislike him, but I want to dislike him. Like he has that big, long, overdone entrance that no one else gets. It just seems like a heelish thing. But then he's like the company's baby face. Well, so and now, now we have. Oh, I forgot about the Seth Rollins baby. So now we, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and Becky Lynch baby. So <laughs> well, that's a woman. So now, that's oh yeah, oh, it's, it is. Uh, well, so they're right. They're taking on the Little Miz, um, yeah. and Little Birdie. Because now Birdie we Dance. have this, especially with these, uh, you know, the the birth announcements and things like that. You know, I mean, we presume that whoever uh, that the parents would presumably take some time off. So now we have like this little Cody window where we kind of have eight to nine months ish left of Cody before he'll probably take some kind of leave uh so what do we do with Cody in the next eight months like it's kind of it's finite the time frame is finite not to say he can't work and you know be a brand new dad but (laughs) paternity leave is a very common thing these days yeah uh I guess we're not getting Jade Carhill Gil Cargill versus Brandy anytime soon so yeah, is, is Shaq the one that's gonna have to put away uh, Cody? And then <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't it's know. like they have the baby break. You know, Seth Rollins. We knew we knew his baby break was coming up, or yeah. uh, Mox. We know Moxley's baby break is coming up. J- Daniel Bryan is somebody who's gone in and out of that. Yeah. So who knows? That'll be in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Okay. Okay. Uh, after the match, your favorites, Team Taz, come out. And Taz cuts a promo, congratulates Cody on becoming a father, and then he shouts at Darby, who's sitting in the rafters as usual. My favorite part was when Ricky Starks called Darby Turtle Boy, because holy shit, he, <laughs> he totally does look like just like, the, like him. It's so weird. <laughs> the, it's so weird. Yeah, the turtle. I like turtles. I like turtles. Uh, I like turtles. Uh, but then they're ready to come down. They're ready to gang beat Cody, but the lights shut out. Sting. He appears. He's got his baseball bat with him, which is enough to keep five men back. <laughs> so, uh, but then Sting, he points his bat up at Darby in the rafters. And then he looks at Cody, just gives him a little wink, saying like, ha, you're not worth it, kid. I want Darby, not you. Yeah, I don't get why, I don't get why Brian Cage is allowed to carry the FTW championship, but John Silver is not allowed to carry the Being the Elite championship. Because as far as I'm concerned, uh, at least one of those is being defended. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, still not on board with Taz. <laughs> uh, just fucking do something, you know? That's all I got. Yeah, That's all I got I mean, for him. That's get, all I got. Just fucking do one something. One of them's got to fight Darby. Get it over with. Fucking do something. Or Darby, find your own <laughs> guy to... <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out, cut a promo, says they sent Pac back home. His career's done. And he moves on to Lance Archer, who hears his name, so he comes running down. He attacks Kingston, but then the Butcher and the Blade come out. 
to help Eddie. So Phoenix and Penta come out. Everyone's squaring off. But then Pac comes down. He's here. Everyone starts brawling. Baby faces clear the ring, stand tall. I guess I can call them Death Triangle. They seem like they're baby faces now. Yeah, who are the baby faces? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least in this fight, that seems I like mean, it. I have no problem with two groups of people who don't like each other going at it. But yeah, I, I absolutely have no clue. I mean, yeah, Lance Archer, Butcher, Butcher and Blade feel have the, you know, they have the feeling. We still love Pac. At least they had a thing, Death Triangle. Yeah, they're the baby mm-hmm. faces. Um, and then, yeah, where does Eddie Kingston uh, kind of lie within all this? I mean, he's he has seen kind of... His uh, his buddies all succumb to other leaders, leaving him alone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, it's saying? it's very yeah. It, there's a lot of fun coming up. I think the match for me is uh, um, Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. That's my match. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Then we go to big. Seven tag men action. I don't know how many people. Best friends. 12, the varsity. I guess bunks. twelve total. <laughs> twelve total. It was supposed to be seven, but Wardlow couldn't show up. There was supposed to be seven aside. I don't know. Uh, best friends and varsity blondes and top flight taking on six members of the inner circle. Uh, yeah, a lot of bodies moving around, but fun match. Everyone gets their little moments to shine. Um, eventually, Jericho nails Griff Garrison with a baseball bat behind the rest back. And then Jake Hager comes in. Uh, he attempts to do an F10, but a little sloppy. He's no Wardlow. No Wardlow. But MJF tags in, gets the pinfall glory. So inner circle win. Yeah, that was probably the spot for Wardlow. Or maybe he was yeah. paying homage to him. <laughs> it's weird. I thought they didn't like each other. So why is he doing his move? Yeah, who knows? Unless it's like a diss. But he ends up looking like a fool because he couldn't do it right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we go backstage. Thunder Rosa is getting interviewed when Reba and Britt Baker attack her. And then they just disrespect her. Pour water on her face and rub her face paint off. Ooh. That's not nice. (laughs) And then we get SCU taking on the Acclaimed, making their Dynamite debut. Uh, They get a cool little entrance. One of them's holding a boom box while the other guy raps. You know, some rhymes are okay somewhere. Yeah, uh, didn't they try that with Leo Rush one time and then it didn't work? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's been, uh, I think at one point he called the guy a cuck. <laughs> they used the word cuck. That's a 2020 rhyme. Uh, anyways, we get some wrestling. Uh, the Acclaim look pretty good. Nice young, young and athletic, but they're not afraid to play dirty. Behind the rest back, uh, Max Caster nails Daniels in the face with a boombox. And then Anthony Bowens hits his finishing move. Some sort of belly-to-belly uranagi. And that gets the three count for the Acclaimed. Yeah, I watched them on Dynamite, or no, sorry, Dark, the night before. I just happened to catch uh, some of the live stream of Dark. Yeah. They looked better in that match that I saw. Um, but I think just because they were against, you know, some younger, uh, you know, people on athletically on their kind of level also. Um, you know, Frank Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels, they're a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was after the match when they do another rap because the Young Bucks are in the crowd. And that's when they rhyme bucks with cucks. Right, that's my perfect RP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, more hey, tag hey, team. spotlighting new talent. That's great, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Apparently, they've been picking up wins on dark, like six and zero or mm-hmm, something. Something like that. But let's go. We got more tag action this time with the woman's side of things. Eva Lee and Diamante taking on Big Swole, Serena Deep. 
Uh, yeah, it was fine. Serena, she was the standout for me. Uh, Big Swole eventually tags in, locks in this nasty-looking high-torque Irish cloverleaf submission on Diamante. Got the knee right in her back. Forced her to tap out. But then afterwards, Nyla Rose comes out and attacks, and Ralph Velvet comes out and attacks her. So, I don't know. They're all still... Vicky Guerrero was there. Of course, our classic <laughs> uh, women's match uh, of AEW. It's 9.30. It's 9.30. It's mostly a commercial <laughs> break. Uh, the champion is nowhere to be seen. Um, yeah. Just classic AEW women's Yeah, what happened to this? Booking. I feel as though if you were to run down like the dark card, I feel like it's 50-50. You know? Um you know, maybe there's like there's maybe they're 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 saving all their women's action on dark. Just kind of book them up that way. No sight of Abaddon though. Um, yeah, that's what I thought they were leading to this Abaddon Sheeta, but they didn't really mention either. Of them. Not too sure. I'm looking right here. Big Swole is the top ranked woman right now. Uh, so you know, I mean, I guess yeah, she certainly deserves a spot up there. We'll see. I don't know. Let's go to the main event. Main event. Kenny Omega taking on Joey Janela in a no DQ world title eliminator match, which really doesn't mean anything. They're just making up for the match that was supposed to happen a few months ago at the beginning of the tournament uh, when Janela was replaced by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, compl- I completely yeah. forgot about Sunny that. Kiss, right. um, but I think this is. Uh, I mean, so no DQ, obviously. This is Joey Janela we're talking about here. Um, Joey <laughs> Janela has had two max, like, we never see him. He's had two all-weapons main events. Uh, this one and Moxley at Fighter Fest. Uh, yeah. If you need a guy to use all the weapons and put in your main event, fucking Joey Janela. Give him right to <laughs> you. I, like I like this guy. I like Joey Janela. Yeah, I mean, he he busts his ass. He works hard to put on a good match. Exactly. Uh, Isn't that what it's all about anyways? Yeah, and he just comes right at Kenny when he's walking down to the ring, just chucks a trash can at his head, uh, sets some chairs up on the floor. But Omega is the one. He hits a Kataro crusher to Joey on the seated chair. Uh, and then Janela sits down in the other one. So Omega goes in the ring, runs out, hits a big Topekin hero. But it looked like a, a rough landing is like his ass hits Joey right in the head. Yeah, uh, the think, old ass to the head thing. Yeah, Janela looked like he was, you know, knocked loopy for a few minutes after because they were kind of stalling for time. Uh, like Kenny was hitting him with the cookie sheets and Don Callis was on the mic or doing live commentary on the microphone and gave it to Kenny. Kenny started talking. Uh, but yeah, like at one point he tried to throw Janela in the ring and Janela just like crumpled to the floor. It looked like... I don't know. Maybe a mild concussion, but hopefully not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Joe Janela is good at this, though. Too. I, 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 that it was also a point. Yeah, I thought, oh, that was a stiff shot. But then eventually, I was like, maybe this is all. Him. I mean, yeah, maybe we're been all being worked. <laughs> uh, but then there's even more rough stuff as uh, they get back in the ring. Omega climbs to the top rope with a trash can in his hands. He does a moonsault while holding the can, crushing it on Janela. Uh, cut his head open a little bit. So, uh, but he wasn't done there. He puts the crumpled can back on Joey's back and then just double stomps it to his head. Uh, then goes for the one winged angel, but Joey reverses it, hits a poison Rana. Sunny Kiss comes down to the ring. Uh, 
Yes, this is where I thought Joey was still kind of fucked up because Sonny's like setting up a table, and meanwhile, it's like Joey's looking under the ring for the table. He didn't know what quite was going on. Oh, okay. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Anyways, Omega gets laid out across the table. Janela climbs to the top rope, hits a big leg drop, crashes through Kenny through the table on the floor. Uh, but soon after, Kenny recovers, hits the V trigger, and the one winged angel to get the win. Always gets uh, that win. I forgot to mention in that Triple Mania match, Laredo Kid had a fantastic reversal on that one-winged angel where, like, he came down and then rolled through uh, uh, into the, like, kind of used the momentum of the of the flip. It actually had yeah. me. It actually, it fucking had me for a second. <laughs> it actually had me as soon as he reversed it. I'm just, woo But no. That's pretty cool. No. Uh... Then I think after the match, Don Callis goes to talk a bit more, but then the Death Triangle come out, and Pac cuts a promo saying how Phoenix, he also never lost in that tournament, because he was replaced by Penta after getting injured, so come on, Kenny, you ain't the rightful champ, and they announced that December 30th, New Year's Bash Part 1, Phoenix will uh, get a title shot against Kenny. Fantastic. Yeah, that will be a fantastic. I mean, obviously, you're gonna if you're putting fucking these two in a match, it's going to be sick. I mean, that's the man that Omega beat for that AAA title. I believe so. You are correct. And that was it. That was Wednesday night. That was Dynamite. Let's quickly go over uh, TLC this weekend. Back to our main roster action. Our SmackDown Go Home show is tomorrow, but uh, you'll see what happens there. So, Mike, how about you book this little card for us? It's a shortish card so far. Yeah, six matches, only two steps. They didn't throw all the other... Uh, things. Yeah, there's. Oh, or maybe. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, book it for us. All right. Let's start with the New Day defending their tag titles against the Hurt Business as of right now in a just regular tag team match. But, you know, it should be good wrestling if they let them do it. Uh, I'd say it's time to put the titles on the Hurt Business. Yeah. It, um, buck up for shut up for these guys. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, they're, su- they're such an integral part of Monday Night Raw already. Um, them not being dripped in gold almost feels like a crime. Yeah. So, give it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there we go. SmackDown side of things. Sasha Banks defending her woman's title against Carmella. Doesn't stand a chance. Of, no. Just kind of a filler feud. Much like the stuff in her face. Ah, <laughs> sorry. But, um. uh, then we go to the women's tag team championship match. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defending against Asuka. And who knows? Yeah. We'll, I hope. Uh, we'll find out live we'll find out when really it happens they're not going to yeah. tell us before or anything that would spoil something i mean they've it could still be lana they've done the whole they can't fight no wait yes they can yeah but they've also done the no they can't so i mean is this where charlotte flair returns i don't know i don't think it's the spot for her no that's a rumble moment yeah that's what i would personally as well but uh, i don't know if they don't go with lana i won't be happy but at least pick someone good i don't know yeah, not but this, this, this kind of leads for that kind of genuine surprise element of it. Yeah. Becky Lynch a week after having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully Lana gets it and wins the title. That's all I want. I guess. Yeah, let's get it off. Naya. That's all I want for Christmas. Let's get it off Naya Jax. Let's get start getting to Asuka Shayna as a singles yeah. feud. So let's give Asuka and Lana the belts and then take it off them like the next one. And then just move. Yeah. They can lose it to Riot Squad or something. Please. Okay, then we got The Fiend 
Bray Wyatt taking on Randy Orton. Uh, apparently now it's a Firefly Inferno match. So I don't know what that is. Don't quite know what that means. Uh, could be pre-taped, though, for all we know. I mean, I know the old school Inferno matches where you have to set your opponent on fire to win. Where Kane would always lose. But I don't know. They could do that. Someone gets that on fire. Hey, that'd be fun. That'd be pre-tape. F- that would be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Some pre-tape. Uh, we haven't had one of those, I feel like, in a little while. And, yeah. um, and hopefully Alexa Bliss shows up since she's been gone. A few I weeks. do see this Alexa Bliss being involved. That's why I kind of picture it being pre-taped. Just yeah. because we haven't seen her for the past couple weeks. Um, I feel like that's something they would have done. And uh, yeah, we haven't seen one. We haven't had a pre-taped in WWE in a little while. And I think there's still room for it. Yeah, it could be good. Yeah. We'll get them. Then we got uh, Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, chair match. Uh, yeah, hang the belt. Uh, Roman's going to win, but Kevin Owens will take a bunch of good bumps. Yeah, Roman's going to win. Kevin's fantastic at taking bumps. Yeah, he'll be, he's not afraid to get powerbombed through a ladder off the floor or whatever. No, I mean, hey, he was the uh, he was the special entrant in uh, t- uh, two years ago's War Games. That's right. He's the guy and to he do was it. Jumping off the WrestleMania sign this year. <laughs> it was a lower sign, but you know, <laughs> it was there. No, it was, it big. was still there. Uh, all right, that leaves us with our only match left: Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles in another TLC match. Uh, with the, the, you know, the wild card, Miz, Morrison, almost, they're all there. Anything can happen, but Drew will probably win. But hey, I wouldn't complain if Styles won because he's one of the best ever. This is my, uh, <laughs> this is the only, this is my swerve of the night. AJ Styles is walking away as the uh, WWE champion, and they're going to do that little spot that they did at Money in the Bank two years ago when he's holding on to the chain. Or like he's holding on to the briefcase, and then someone kicks out the ladder, so then he has to drop <laughs> thirty feet, just straight yeah. onto the ring. Uh, yeah, let's give it to AJ. No, I, I'd be down. Absolutely no AJ. hate against Drew. He's been fantastic as a two-time champion now, but uh, it's time for AJ to become a three-time champ. Yeah, and then I mean, Miz, that money in the bank—it's always looming. It's Who knows? always looming. Does does the Miz have a year after Otis? won the contract or a year after the Miz got the contract? A year from when Miz, or sorry, when Otis won it. Okay, there we go. So like May, it expires like May. Because we, we can't have two active money in the banks. That would just be wild. No. That'd be too no. much. So you got to cash it in. You got to do it. You still got a couple months. But. Yeah, still got a couple months. Well, that's the show. I think it'll be a fun, I think it'll be a fun pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, it won't drag on six matches, seven probably with a, after tomorrow. Something with a pretty show. It'll be a nice, fun show. Good way to end the year. Uh, pay-per-view wise I agree and yeah that's the show that's much. that's that's pretty much the podcast I think let's just cut to our uh, last segment shall we the wrestler of the week with the wrestler of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week the wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler What you got? All right. Uh, for me, yeah, it really only came down to a couple matches this week, but one stood above the rest over on the world of NXT. Uh, you could give it to either guy, but I'm going to go with Pete Dunn, actually, for the beating he took and those great head bumps. 
but I could have easily given it to Kyle. But Peter Dune is getting it this week. Peter Dune. Peter Dune. I love that one, Mike. Well, it, it, it's it's amazing how how the world is so symmetrical in some ways. Black and white, <laughs> ones and zeros. Um, because my wrestler of the week, I'm going same show, same match, <laughs> other guy. <laughs> That's right. I was going to give it to Kyle O'Reilly. Both of those guys fucking laid it out on the line. Uh, not only the best match of the week, I think, fucking one of the best NXT matches, like NXT television matches of the year. Yeah, definitely uh, probably up there. That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Or it was going to be. Fu- <laughs> and that was all the time we have for the podcast this week. Great review, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere, all over the internet. Uh, we'll be back next week because, um, you know, it, it, although it is the holiday season, the professional wrestling world does not stop. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure out our schedules and the shooties. And I mean, I think Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve are on Thursdays, but we can plan around that. We can probably. Do everything normal. Exactly. We're locked down. I'm locked down. Exactly. We're gonna. We still have more podcasts to go, especially the shooties coming up in a couple weeks, whenever that is. So you're gonna want to stick around for that. And uh, that's all the time we have. That's it. Oh, I quit. I quit. God damn it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.